Yo, what is up, my man, Jim? Welcome to another series, baby, Cigars and Sports. What is pop, my guy? Ah, not much, not much. Victory week. Everybody said that the Browns would uh, stomp all over the Steelers, and what happened? Wasn't the prettiest game, but they pulled it out. They pulled it out. Absolutely, That's- absolutely, man. Now, congrats to you, man. You know, we're definitely going to touch on the Steelers, and I know you're going to have some definitely uh, intensive ground- Browns commentary here. We're going to touch mm-hmm. on our Giants. And uh, before we begin, again, my name is E-Man uh, from Average Sports Talk Podcast. I allow my co-host to introduce himself again. Jim from Fan in the Van Podcast. And uh, me and my man over here, man, we come uh, every other week. Uh, we hit you up with cigars and sports, the top the top trending topics in sports. We'll uh, share our smokes of the day, baby. We got a couple of things here tonight that we got to definitely light up. Um, and, you know, we'll smoke these bad boys as we just talk smack about sports and anything else, pop culture, whatever pops in our mind. But we, we don't we don't have, like Jim was saying, man, we don't work for ESPN. Nobody tells us what to do, right, Jim? Fuck no, nobody tells me what to do. I, I marched to the beat of my own drum. That's why ESPN couldn't hire somebody like me. I'd be fired within five seconds of walking into friggin' Bristol, Connecticut. Are you kidding me? Yeah, me too. Me too. They, they think they hire the, uh, the Latino uh, minority candidate they need, but then when they hear me talk and go bash everything else, they'll be like, fuck, fire this guy. Fire him. Fire him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, uh, but pretty much, uh, yeah. So, yo, listen, we got to do a lot of football today. We have, of course, your loser of the week. We got to touch on these freaking. Um, 2-0 teams, man. Which of these teams, man? I know it's only 2-0, but we you got to bring the conversation. There's some 2-0 teams that they look like they might be legit or they might be not for real, man. Maybe they're a little fugazi, you know what I'm saying? Um, oh, I know. You know, and then also we got to, you know, flip the coin, right? 0-2 teams. Which of these teams should we like? I know it's 0-2. There's only two games, right? But where should we hit the panic button? And which team should they start hitting the panic button or not? We're going to touch all that. Of course, Jim's douchebag of the week. So, and I know I you're loaded. That. You're loaded with this one. Oh, oh, I'm ready. I wish it was right now. But yeah. we'll make them. Wait. We'll make them wait. No, no, we, we got. Hey, we got to leave the fireworks for last, bro. Right? You know what I'm saying? We got to make sure we leave. Uh, I don't want you to, uh, you know, empty your clip just yet. Oh, no. you know what I'm we can't. We can't just do that just yet, bro. We are. You got to go little by little here. All right, why don't yep. we start with Cigar Talk, my brother? I, I always like to start with you, man, because, you know, you, you're you still in, like, you know, uh, you know, as, as a married guy, man, you know, I got my stuff in the chemo door. You still go out to the lounge, baby. You still you, know, you still have the socialization factor. But I like to start with, with you, man, because you and then, then you, you, know, you give me the uh, momentum, man, to share mine. What you got? What you smoking today, brother? So pretty much I like to pick, like, underrated cigars, like peop- like cigars that people don't normally smoke that they should know about that are good ones that i've smoked so i went with this nova one here which is exclusively made for south shore cigar um it's got like a salt water taffy tip i already v cut it but it's got like a salt water taffy tip it's just a smooth smoke any cigar that nova makes is just it's just top notch yeah i think they're actually based out of florida by you so okay if you you stop at like a cigar lounge or something you know Gotta check them out. Yep. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Gotta they, check them out, man. They, they they also just came out with a five boroughs one. So they got like a Brooklyn really? one, a Queens one. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for Chris and Evan to get them in because I'm gonna be all over that shit. Oh, that's cool, bro. Nice. I don't think I've ever um 
you know, and I told you my cigar life started here in Florida when I moved from New York. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen uh, or even heard of a, a series, but based on the the five boroughs, baby, that's kind of hot. Yeah. That's kind of lit, man. Yeah, kinda lit. I mean, I can't wait to try it. Hey, g- give your boys a shout out, baby. I, I see you wearing some new gear, baby. I see you got some new drip there on your on, on your dome, baby. What we got over there? Well, I had to because the other hat's getting a little rugged, so I had to get a new South Shore cigar hat, as you can see. The LI with the cigar lit. All right, all right. Nice, Can't nice, absolutely. Now I got to go next week. I got to get a hoodie because, you know, it's hoodie season now, so. What's the temperature? It's, it's, dude, it's September 22nd, and I haven't been, I haven't lived down there in 19 years, and I forget when the cold really starts. Are you dropping now to, like, the 60s and stuff like that? Or are you still consistently in the 80s, right, in 70s? I think before, like, when I woke up from my power nap, I did, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 61 <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look, that's that's the coldest is down here on average. That's like the average temperature yeah. at night, like sixty-five during the winter. Yeah. You know, we'll be in the high seventies, maybe low eighties, but it's not as humid, so it feels kind of cool. And then you got a few fifties. That's nice. I mean, right now, believe it or not, this is like for us in Florida, we got uh, November. I mean, October and September are still the humid months because it's the last two months of hurricane season. You know, so humidity. Yeah. And these are the two fucking worst months of hurricane season. Once you get past October, brother, like November 5th, we'll be like, oh, we're in, baby. Last year, we, you know, we, we got a scare in November 11th, my wife's birthday. And I'm like, come on, man. Because I hate hurricanes, bro. Only because it, they're a pain in the ass to prepare for. Aftermath, if they hit you hard. But my job requires uh, a lot of heavy work with, you know, my staff and stuff like that for cleanups. And it's a nightmare dealing with residents and freaking constituents and their mother and everybody in there want to get their shit picked up clean. I was like, yo, listen, relax. It's going to go when it's going to go, right? You know what I mean? It's like, fucking damn, damn this I hate it. I hate it from all fronts, man. It, it's a pain in the ass. You can't stand it. Anyway, I'm sorry to digress. So, so you got the Nova, all right? So, it's funny. I want to tell people that you and I really don't share before show pretty much what we smoke. Kind of like, it's a cool thing about, about us. We kind of leave it uh, uh, improv too, right? We want to both surprise each other. I actually got to do something similar. And again, we didn't share this before the show, but I'll do something similar to you. I'm trying eight new cigars that I've never had before. So I went ahead blindly, and I bought the sampler pack, uh, eight cigars from um, this place that I usually buy a lot of cigars for online and stuff like that. It's called Cigars International, right? And they got a nice little deal for an eight sampler uh, cigar, which was pretty cool, man. I looked them up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to get this. Not only the price was great, but I, I looked at a, every single cigar that the sampler came with, and I was like, oh, these are some really nice rated cigars and something that I've never tried. So today I'm trying one right now. Never, never had it before. It's called the uh, HC White. It's hard to see there, but this is a. Uh, it's called the uh, yeah. It's called the HC Series White Shade Grown, and it's a uh, it's a it, this is a uh, see um, the wrapper is Connecticut, it's Honduras, and uh, it's uh, you know it's one of those things. that has been you know, they have other series that have been rated in the '90s, so I'm gonna definitely uh, this is a Grande. This is a uh, a Grande Gordo. So I'm going to try this today for the first time, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, never had this particular smoke before. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going I'm to tell you like it is, man. I mean, I'm not, not going to say that it's good because it's good or whatever the case may be. So definitely trying eight new cigars. There's a couple of brands there in this pack. Like this one I never had. Never even heard of the fucking wrapper. Uh, <laughs> so, but it was rated well. So again, it's one of those things that is a smaller supplier, right? That kind of only has, you know, who retails these to certain, certain, uh, you know, Retail venues, you know, the shops or online retailers or whatever the case may be. So, dude, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So, definitely see what's up, man. How's how's you already lit yourself? I'm, I I see you right or not yet? No, not yet. 
All right, I'm man. about to. Go ahead and start while you do that. Because we got like two dumbasses living at the same time. One of us needs to talk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I brought out the scotch today, baby. I got a, I got a nice both on simple single malt here. Uh, last week I did, I did, I did a, you know, special blend of rum here, man. I'm going to, I'm going to bust this bad boy open. I'm a scotch guy when it comes to, uh, to cigars, you know, some people like cognac and shit or brandy, but I don't do that shit. You know, I'm hardcore. <laughs> Cheers, my man. Mm. That's good. Never try that one either. Trying not, nothing but new things, bro. Yeah. How so far? How was the how was the liftoff on yours? Good, uh, good, good, good burn. Always. Starting it off, it wasn't. Yeah, look at that shit, man. Yeah, that's not bad. That's good. Yeah, shit. All right, let me see. Let me. I'm gonna hit this real quick. Definitely uh, went ahead and V cut it just like you, my brother. Smaller V cut because I think mine is not as uh, robusto as yours. No, this is kind of on on the shorter end for me, so I had to bring I had to bring an extra one uh, in case this one ends before weekend. So. That's, that's, what with a yeah. different brand backup? So I told you I'm a big Maduro kind of guy. That's my main love. This is not a Maduro, and usually these lighter shades, these are the ones that kind of sometimes leave a, a little bit of an aftertaste for me. Yeah, that's why I like the Maduro. It's it doesn't it's stronger, and it burns a little slower, and it doesn't. Yeah. But this one for some you know these these uh, lighter shades ones do they're not they're not bad, but but so far. I got a nice white ash to start with, you know. There. Yeah, that's the thing. The whiter the ash, the mm -hmm. better the stick. Yeah, it wasn't didn't struggle. All right, so far so good. I'm gonna, you know, and that's not gonna. Maybe I don't give this loser of the week kind of cigar. Saying so. <laughs> oh man. So hey, like everybody else knows, I'm in Florida. I'm a native New Yorker. Uh, raised in Brooklyn. Jim is in Long Island. Against no native New Yorker. We're in different parts of the state, but. We're definitely, uh, definitely sure different types of taste and uh, take some cigars here. So, so far, so good. Cheers, and we're gonna, we're gonna get this puppy going, baby. Oh yeah, Giants. Look, I'm gonna leave me, leave me for last, bro. All right, because I, I have probably more, more bashing and more fucking like butt hurtness than than you right now, um, with my Giants. Because right now we, we've, we're three games down, and it hasn't looked yeah. pretty. But I'm gonna let you take the floor. With the Browns, give me your take. I'm sorry, but I'm not with the <laughs> damn Brown. Fucking sacrilegious, brother. Uh, with the Steelers, right? Give me your take. What are your reactions uh, right now from the first two games as we're heading into Week Three? Oh God, there's so much. I mean, the the offensive play calling has just been atrocious, obviously, and. You know, obviously, every time they interview this idiot Canada, he talks about that Kenny Pickett's got the freedom to change the plays at the line. Well, if he does, then why isn't he doing it? He's not doing it. He's he he's not. Maybe maybe Matt Canada forgot to tell him, like, hey, you could audible out of this 900th jet sweep on this drive and call your own play, kind of like what you did last year against the Raiders, where he called every play in order for them to win it on the Franco Harris tribute night. Mm -hmm. And obviously the offensive line, Dan Moore couldn't block a wall and a wall is standstill. So he, and the, the first two weeks, he's gotten a grading of like three out of like whatever the percentage is. It's atrocious. It, it's just, you know, it's just horrible play calling. The offensive line's not creating a run game. 
You're missing Deontay Johnson, obviously, for Steeler fans who complain about him. You've now seen in Monday night's game why he's missed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it also gives them the chance to have that Kenny Pickett to George Pickens connection, which, you know, obviously that 71-yard touchdown, that was was a beautifully drawn play. I'm surprised Kennedy even knew how to call one of those. But – it's just there's a lot of work on both sides of the ball that still need to be fixed. I mean, yeah, the defense looked good because High Smith and Watt mm-hmm. were, you know, blindsided due to the fact that they gave up 400 plus yards against the Browns. And I know, and that's before the Chubb injury, mm-hmm. which was which was very which again was very horrific. And, you know, I think the Steeler fan base at Heinz Field, I'm not going to call it AccuSure. I could give two fucks less. Um, We're very classy. You know, they were chanting Chubb's name. They were doing this, doing that. ESPN and ABC wouldn't replay it. Although everybody, I mean, you sent me the video. I sent it Mm -hmm. to my ex-wife and she's like, oh, that hurts. I'm like, yeah, my knee hurts. She's looking at that thing. I'm like, I can't. It almost made me actually want to vomit like I was watching a bad horror movie. But that's the same knee, though, he tore up in 15. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I read that. That's crazy, dude. I mean, you know, I'm glad he got paid already because he did sign an extension oh, yeah. a couple of years ago. And then he's like second highest paid running back, if I'm not mistaken, right after McCaffrey. I think he's, he's getting up. 15 mil. I know he's up there. So I'm glad yeah. because at least he got his second contract on like J.K. Dobbins was not going to see that. Uh, and, and, you know. I mean, I know Saquon has a high ankle sprain. We don't know where that could lead to because that could lead to a disaster or we could just recover and, you know, get back on the field after a week or so. It lingers. So, again, it's for these running backs, man, the, the short, the lifespan is so short that it, you really, you know, press up, go up to the guy, man, because if there's a, like you said, if there's a Steeler that, I mean, a, a Browns that anybody likes from your end of the, the spectrum there, you know, rival, it would be Nick Chubb because he doesn't, the dude just comes in, works doesn't say shit just yeah pounds. and that's and that's why i said the other day when i when, when i did um what i think on tuesday i did it uh the steelers steelers browns week two reaction episode that i did and i said you know nick chubb just plays the game mm-hmm. you know he doesn't get involved in the bulletin board material he doesn't trash talk you know the guy just comes out he just does what he's got to do and you know, but then for the Cleveland fan, the, the Cleveland Browns fan base to come out and say, you know, that Mink is a dirty player. Go ask your buddy Miles Garrett what he thought of the hit because he defended it. Yep. He defended it. And then they asked him, how would you stop Derrick Henry? He goes, the same way Mink is yep. tackled again, Nick Chubb. He goes, I would do the same thing. I'd go low. So shut the you fuck up. You can't go high anymore because they're going to call the penalty on you. So, yeah. Now they're going to take that you can't go low anymore because, well, because the other, this well, the other thing, too, and, and Minka made a valid point. He goes, if I go high on him, he goes, his chest is going to be at my helmet, and I'm going to be on the ground with a concussion. Exactly. He goes, what, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> the, the, there's, there's, no right, there's no right or wrong way anymore how to tackle anybody. Like Everybody's got a different standard on it. It's like, you know what? Why don't you go out and show us how it should be done then? Try you know, Do that. Show us how it should be done, please. Love to see because somebody have the perfect way to tackle a running back. I'd love to see it. I want a doctor to show me. They're the ones who uh, are the ones are the cautious ones and telling, you know, the, the injuries and the whole CT and stuff like that. You know, if a doctor goes out and show me how to tackle somebody, you know what the way it's going to look? Flat football. This yeah. is we should not tackle at all. It, exactly. it, it sucks, man. It sucks. It, it's a brutal game, right? It, it is a brutal sport. 
you know, my, I, I honestly, I, I didn't grow up playing football. Uh, you know, being from New York, it was baseball and then basketball pretty much all my life. Football was just for watch. Down here in Florida is fucking God. It's the number one sport play. I mean, there's so many athletes that come out of Florida locally from like the, the area where I'm at, Broward County, Dade County, you know, Miami for a lot of the, all of them. Um, dude, I, I've actually, I have former like athletes and college uh, players that work for me, you know, as drivers and stuff like that, who grew locally for the city that I work for, the operation that I manage. And these guys, like Deerfield Beach, that's where I'm at. And and out of there, you know, JPP, freaking uh, James Robbins. I mean, you've got so many players and they live there, but they also play like in all these schools. And it's crazy. It's a hotbed. And this, we're not even like number one production down here. It's like you go up to Central Florida, you go up to North Florida. Dude, it's football down here. It's God. It's unreal. Yeah. So it's one of those sports that I, I, you know, thank God my kid is not really so much into a lot of contact sports. I mean, he's doing karate and taekwondo. That's the only sports he wants to do. I'm okay. But if you want to play football, man, I would never tell my kid not to do something that they're passionate about, but I would try to discourage it. You know, I mean, you can make a lot more money from playing baseball and playing twice the amount and even basketball, you know, so. Or even, I wouldn't say hockey because they got like the lowest cap possible. They do. And they, uh, they, yeah. I mean, not that, not that hockey's on the level of football as far as physicality, but yeah. I mean, I mean, hockey's still just, it's not just as violent, but it's up there right after football. Dude, you, you could get seriously hurt on one of those hits and never come back. You know, it's it's one of those things. It, it's it's crazy. I don't get how they played 70s with no helmets, goalies with no mm. masks on. Like how the, you, you must have been on some, you, you must have been, you had to be a goalie who downed like a bottle of fucking Johnny Walker and did like an eight ball before you went out Dude, there it was like, there's a lot of Novocaine. A lot of Novocaine back then, bro. A lot of Novocaine before the game. I mean, there was no, like, painkillers, right? I mean, no. they were not taking any painkillers that they have. Imagine if those guys had the painkillers they have today and all the other shit for the outside market. They oh. would play, like, 20 more years. Because, remember, they played a long time. I mean, with concussions, broken ribs. Broken... Ah, unreal, man. Unreal. It, yeah. It's crazy. Sports back, but sports back then was so different. You know, you didn't have this, like, pussyfoot way about it where it's like every little thing now okay let's put it under the microscope and let's criticize it to no end by people who don't even know what they're talking about who never sat and watched the sport but all of a sudden they know everything yeah well yeah exactly nobody wants to get sued god whatever fucking sensitive ass people out there today so uh honestly they should just stick to their karen politicking and let us deal with the sports Try that one. All right, Karen. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm down with that, bro. We should make a segment <laughs> called the Deal with that, Karen's. That's what we need to do next time, man. I, I add it to the uh, Jim Douchebag of the Week. Jim's Karen of the Week, man. I, I already, I'm already fucking picturing it, man. I'm picturing Uh-oh. the graphics right now. Oh, I'm picturing the backlash after it. Like, like I don't get messages. There's going to be more coming in now. Oh, uh, more to the left, to the left. <laughs> So, so far, uh, you talk about Kenny Pickett, right? Uh, I give you a look. Kenny, Kenny right now is looking, uh, you know, not not great. Uh, doesn't have a lot of time to throw the football. That offensive line is not great. You can see it. No. Um, even that touchdown that he threw to Pickens, he was on his ass as yeah. he was throwing the ball. I don't think he saw the end of that play or no. Kenny Pickett making that catch, all right, because he was on the ground, all right, and he was on the way to the ground because he just got rid of it quick, and he was, he was getting hit at the same time. It was one of those things yeah. right over, boom, defender hit him. Pickett caught that and just fucking ran with it because Pickett is that nice. You know what I mean? Uh, 
So uh, that's a problem I think I see in your team. Your defense is great, but just like my fucking Giants, they can't protect the quarterback. Well, no, and, and the thing is, if you remember all the old Steeler offensive lines, they were like they were like bulls. Like so, with yeah. every, whichever way they had to move, they moved. Like like this offensive line, it's like they just stand there, and it's like, okay, you got past me. I'm not gonna do anything. Like that's how you get your quarterback killed. That's how you're gonna wind up taking Kenny Pickett, who should have at least a ten year career in the league, knocked down to say four because he's going to be put on the Tua Tonga Viola level where mm. one more and this kid's going to be a freaking vegetable who needs to be fed food from a freaking straw while he's wheeling around in a wheelchair. I mean, uh, yeah. you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it, but this offensive line keeps playing the way they're playing. It's going to fucking happen. What do you think of uh, overall? I, I know the offensive line is an issue. And that's the reason why I think we have the slow start of Najee Harris, even though he did finish with a decent, you know, game, the game against the Brown, he finished with a much better uh, average yards per carry at 4.23, 10 carries, 43 yards. Uh, and of course, because the offensive line was so bad, I mean, Pickens resulted to hitting Jalen Warren a lot on something that Jalen Warren is really freaking good at is catching the football Four receptions, 66 yards. That's it. It was Pickens and Jalen Warren who gave out the relief, was able to relieve Kenny Pickens from even being on his ass more and more. That's it, man. If you take that 70-yard play away, because Kenny Pickens wasn't exciting. 15 for 30, a TD, 222, uh, and I know he's getting killed because of the uh, the low completion percentage. That's that's just the way we – that's just the world we live in nowadays, right? Um, but, uh, I mean, shoot, I mean, Warren had a huge, huge factor in that game catching the football, man, from, uh, from a standpoint when there was a lot of broken plays. He made a lot of things happen uh, from, you know, short gains to making short gains to, like, bigger gains and moving the chains uh, for your team on Monday night. It's my other observation. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's just a, a lot factors into the slow start. A lot factors into Kenny Pickett's slow progression. Matt Canada is not doing this kid no favors. No. Not at all. This offensive line doing him no favors. The fact that the fact that your head coach came out and says the coaching is an issue, then do something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, do something about it. You know, get innovative with this offensive line. Start Broderick Jones as an extra lineman. You know, put Darnell Washington in there mm-hmm. as a as as a blocking tight end, because Fryermuth can't block what's saying. He, he, he's a better pass-catching tight end than he is a blocking tight end. We all know it. He was like that at Penn State, too. So, I mean, if, if the Steelers, again, like I said before, they've got a lot of work to do, a lot on both sides. And and, and now you got to play Vegas this Sunday. At least, uh, at least Vegas, Vegas defense is not – Better than the Browns, but they do put pressure on the quarterback still too. So, but you Especially should be able Crowley. to handle that. You know, I, this is where I'm gonna give uh, a, a clear shot to Pickett because he's gonna have a better time. I think he should have more time to throw. Uh, of course, yeah. you still got you still got to do the work. Everything you just said has to happen. Um, you just cannot go in there and do the same thing you did against the Browns because they're a weaker defense and expect yeah. different results, right? I think at this point you can't keep doing the same shit over and over again. You know, that's the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, I mean, it's... Well, that's the Matt Canada way. Exactly. Look, I, I, look, I don't know yet. It's two games. So, but Matt Canada has, has a track record already. Uh, do, do we do we see Matt Canada 
and probably going the Adam Gase route, man, when he's, he's fucking up these young quarterbacks, Sam Darnold. More than I, yeah. Right? So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we shall see. We definitely shall see. And talking about fucking up young quarterbacks here, man, uh, what you think of your, uh, your boy, Massage Ready, Deshaun? Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, my man. I mean, yo. <laughs> 22 for 40, 235, a pick, uh, I interception, a couple of fumbles. And I get it, the fumbles, he was trying to make something happen. But, uh, dude, uh, he threw the football a lot, man. Some face masking, uh, yep. shoving a referee that he said, no, no, it was just, you know, conversation. Yeah, okay, go watch the replay. You shoved him. And how he was allowed to finish the game after that is beyond me. Maybe he offered him a coupon to sue Yang's tugs. You know, a two yeah. for one spec. Who you know? Who knows? But this yeah, he, is what. But this is what Cleveland did. You traded away future draft picks for a guy who's mediocre at best. Blame the offensive scheme all you want. You got to adapt and overcome in it. That's it. And Deshaun Watson does not have that mentality to do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cleveland Browns fans. But that's the that's the brutally honest truth to it. He he can't uh, he can't acclimate to Kevin Stefanski's offense, which is schemed around Nick Chubb's run game. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be clear and obvious about it. It's that that's what it is, and he can't for whatever reason he can't handle the fact that an offense is built around somebody else. Where in Houston, the offense is built around him. Exactly. That's why he was a better quarterback in Houston. You can't take that away from him, but in Cleveland, he's not the guy. And that's why I keep telling Cleveland Browns fans, you're stuck with a guy now you can't get rid of. If you release him, you still have no money to get another quarterback because you still have to pay him all this money. He still owed another $180-something million. This is why you don't pay a quarterback who didn't play for two years, four years, and $230 million. But again, the Browns GM and ownership, Full of fucking idiots. It's been eight games he started, right? So far, since he's back from his suspension. All right. Uh, yeah. I know he owns uh, stock in, uh, you know, all these rub- local rum and tucks, you know, some around the area, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, come some young guy, uh, rum and tuck uh, franchise, you know. <laughs> but honestly, I think uh, the ultimate loser here is definitely the Cleveland Browns. I mean, bro, when you are stuck, when you are stuck with so far through eight games, and I'm not, I, mean, I might be jumping the gun here. It's only been eight games, but shit does not look good so far. Eight games through Deshaun Watson's career as a Brown, as a starter. So far, we have 57% completion percentage, a little bit under 1,500 passing yards, 186 yards per game, nine touchdowns, seven interceptions, 76% passer rating. The Browns gave up three first-round picks, a third and a fourth. The Browns still owe, who still have a, the Sean still has $184 million guaranteed. And I don't have the Browns in my, you know, panic or do not panic segment here, but is it too soon to panic for the Cleveland Browns? And shout out to my boy, Mock Draft Guy, for uh, 
providing this graphic that I stole for him on Twitter. Uh, I honestly think loser of the week right now is the Cleveland Browns because, yes, we still have, what, four years left on this contract? Whatever the hell we have on this contract left. Uh, uh, we still have $184 million guaranteed, all right? Uh, dude, they, uh, they, right now they're looking at the short end of the stick. I guarantee you right now they wish they kept Baker. Absolutely. Baker's you see looking- what Baker Tampa. I hate to give the guy credit, but the guy is taking a, a team that post Tom Brady, and he's keeping them relevant. You know, and Baker's playing right now, mistake free football. So no picks, no picks, and Baker has like four hundred eighty something passing yards so far, and uh, three was touchdowns. Baker the <laughs> was Baker the issue in Cleveland, and or was Cleveland the issue you know, with Baker? I, honestly, I Baker, and let's be honest, he should have never been. A first a number one pick. Everybody knows. No. That. Never, never. He overdrafted. Overdrafted. That's what Cleveland does, right? However, oh, yeah. Baker is a, a, a hard working fucking dude. All right. Okay. And and he, he has a chip on his shoulder, but he, he was in a guy that, all right, you know, I'm gonna get he never bowed down to the challenge. Cleveland did not no. do him a service, or actually did him a disservice by bringing him back early from that injury, remember? You know, after yeah. uh, to get to the playoffs or whatever the case may be, that 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 slowed his career down a couple of years. He started being a hundred percent healthier. It was when he got to the Rams. You know what yeah. I mean, dude? When he started, he you know he had some good games with the Rams. That's what got him paid. That's what got him signed for the Bucks. And and finally, Baker also you could call him a veteran because you know he's going the Sam Darnold route. And so far, he's two and zero. What is what yeah. third, fourth team, whatever the case may be. Uh, has some really good weapons, and he's letting the game come to him instead of forcing the issue like it was in Cleveland because he had a lot to prove. Then you put Odell Beckham in the fucking building where, you know, throw me the damn ball. Uh, you know, you know, the prima donna, bro. You got the prima donnas and shit like that. You go from playing with a, a complete douchebag. Talk about a douche nozzle, right? You know, OBJ. Can't stand that bastard. Gifted as hell, man, but can't stand him. Poisonous piece of shit. Anyway, uh, but he goes to a locker room with, you know, big ego receivers, but professionals. And Mike Evans and Godwin. Guys that yeah. come into work, yes, you know what, dude, I am, I, I should be the best in this team. But, again, look what Mike Evans said. If we don't reach an agreement by X amount, we're done talking about the contract. I'm hitting free agent next year. I'm going to bust my ass this year. Look what he's done yeah. in two games. And Baker's not stupid. Baker, Baker knows how to feed the rock to the hot man. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, and, and you can see with, with OBJ now, now he's in Baltimore. And guess what? But don't worry, but but don't worry. Kim K will massage that ankle right out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, brothers. There's, there's uh, I mean, they're close by to each other. They could, they get that shit, man. So, but yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, definitely loser of the week. Uh, your team one and one. I like your. T- my main takeaway is your defense is fucking nasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ran into a buzzsaw in San Francisco week one. I don't think any team in this fucking league is gonna do great against San Francisco, because San Francisco, I like to call them, pick your effing poison, and die. Offensively yeah. or defensively. All right. Look at last night without Brandon Ajuk. I mean, I know they paid a shitty fucking Giants defense, but it was like, you know, McCaffrey's going to run it. Elijah Mitchell came back, also got some snaps in there, looked good in the run. Debo is Debo. You know, that dude is just, uh, you know, yards after catch, freaking beast, right? Then you have Kittle, who's not, who's lost a step or two, but still can get open, make some clutch praise. And then he's just hitting other guys. I mean, fucking Purdy threw for 310 yards and two touchdowns, and he still looks rusty as shit after his Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Uh, it just tells you how good that team is built to win now. Um, so I, yeah, I, you could throw that one out the window. That's just a matter that they were a much, they're, they're, they're the team to beat this year. The San Francisco. Yeah. So this one, you know, 
I think the Browns are much closer matchup, but I think you know you guys did what you're supposed to do. It was ugly, but shit, that's what your division is going to be. Well, every AFC North game, regardless whether it's Steelers, Browns, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, it doesn't matter. They're always ugly. They're always ugly, and you literally feel you feel like a pregnant woman. So many emotions just going to you. Yeah. You know, hot, you're cold, you're mad, you're sad, you're this, you're that. And me, at, at points, like especially when it's really close, I, I'm on the floor like in a fetal position like this, and I'm like, come on, don't, don't fuck me now. Come on, let's go. Like, oh, watching a Steeler game with me is friggin' intense. There, there's that's just how, so much. Of, oh, That's how I it guess. was last week when we were playing the damn um, the Arizona Cardinals. That was, a good, that, that was a good game. It was a good game. But I it was mean, terrifying. the first half sucked, but yeah, it was I mean, terrifying. The second, the second half, and and the thing what you guys need to do is, you got to incorporate Hyatt more into that offense. Yeah, it's just I don't think they could get the ball to Hyatt quick enough because we, they just cannot. You know, <laughs> they can't freaking uh, they can't they, they can't protect Daniel Jones, and and Danny has a lot some some blame also. And let's move on to my Giants. I'm not going to take too much time with people say here because you know I, I don't I don't like. Uh, I don't like giving people a earache, you know, earache, because uh, my Giants absolutely fucking suck. Uh, we can't protect the damn quarterback. <coughs> Saquon is out. We can't run the football. We've given up. We got blanked against the Dallas Cowboys, 40 zip, and that hurts more than anything else. And that's a really good defense, yeah. which, by the way, they just lost Trayvon, uh, man, digs for the whole season. Torn ACL, that practice, that sucks, dude. And that's huge. That is huge for them. Um, and you know that that's that that's gonna put a that's gonna affect everything. It also affects the offense because right now Dak Prescott hasn't been playing great, but he hasn't need to because that defense has been so nasty. You know, you play against a quarter left. You know, they play against the Jets who have no quarterback, and they completely that defense completely shellacked them. But anyway, so we gave up 40, 40 to them, and a lot of them were defensive players, and we couldn't score shit because we can't you know we can't do nothing without without offensive line. We go against Arizona, we should have beaten Handley, and that defense should have like you know done a lot better, but. We gave up 28 points to them, 30 points last night. We're supposed to be better defensively than last year, and we're worse than last year. So uh, I know Thomas is out right now. He's one of our guys in the line, but still I don't think that's going to be the fix as well either because we can't hold fucking water in a glass. And uh, right now Daniel Jones is looking right next to Deshaun Watson, probably a really bad fucking signing, even though you you know I, I don't think it's bad, but he tries to get the ball out quick. Right. And, and he has right now, he had a pick yesterday, had two the first game, had one on, on against Arizona. But the last two picks have been hitting the hands of Saquon Barkley and last night hitting the hands of Waller, which they were both makeable catches. So I, I hate to, I'm not making an excuse for Dimes because he's also to be blamed. But dude, I mean, he's been, he got sacked five times yesterday, got sacked seven times on Monday. I mean, on, on game one against the Dallas Cowboys, got sacked a couple of times against Arizona, who has no fucking defense. Uh, and it just looks bad. I mean, right now, I, I'm hitting the panic button. I'm not going to be one of those guys going to sugarcoat it because we're playing Miami in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And we're looking blowout city, man. This is going to be like one in five here shortly. So we might be. I don't know if we're going to beat the Washington Commandos. You know what I'm saying? Do the fucking Redskins here. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, they... The defense looks better than ours. They just got what's his name back, Chase, Chase Young, and got a sack in his first game back after you know not playing for like almost a year, or whatever. And uh, I, I, doesn't look great, man. I mean, shit. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump off the fucking East Bridge, bro. You know what I mean? It's 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 that fucking easy, man. 
But then again, you know what? You 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 never you never know in football. You just never yeah. know because because when you look at the schedule, and everybody does this, we should beat this team. We should beat this team. All right, we'll lose this game. But you pick the wrong games, you're gonna lose because you gotta because it, it's so hard to 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 see which games you're gonna win and lose until they're actually played. And I think in the Giants case, like you guys should have blown out Arizona. We should have. That should have not been but, a contest. But, you know, they came back and won. You know, because then Dabble took over the offensive play mm-hmm. calling. And the Niners already knew that he was going to call the plays in this game. So, in essence, the Niners already figured out your offense before the game was even played. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is out there looking at the defensive line. He sees Bosa, and he's, he's like, shit in his drawers yeah. at that point. He's like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Oh, he I don't know what Yeah. And I, and I don't give him, you know, and look, he 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 tried. He, there was a couple of plays that he got away from some sacks and made some throws, but shit, it's not enough. I mean, he doesn't have the time. And you're right, Jalen Hyatt should be more involved. I just get, I just, I think he just cannot get the ball to him because he's on the ground already. And remember, Jalen Hyatt is is good at one good one thing. He's he he opens up the field and run, and you got to get it to him. So it's one of those things where you play action or whatever. Boom, we just beat his guy. You got to hit him quick. And I mean, that's the start of the time. That's how they started the third against the Cardinals. Yep. It was like a 63-yard uh, yep. bomb to Jalen Hyatt. All of a sudden, yep. Jones is in the end zone. Exactly. That's, That's kind of what you got him for. And Evan Neal's got to step up. Ah, man, that guy, dude, that guy, everybody thought second year, just like Thomas, right? You know, he got a year in his belt. Fuck that, dude. Like, that dude's getting beat up like he stole something, dude. I mean, he, he huh? can't fucking fuck punk ass. I mean, looking at the it's- schedule, we got Seattle next. Then we go to Miami. These are possible two losses. Then the Bills. Week seven, we get to the Commanders. Hopefully, that could be a win. The Jets, great defense, but they can't score. So I'm hoping, you know, ugly game, pull out a win. Raiders, possible. They're not a, they're not great, but possible win. These are all 50-50. If we go back to Dallas, we've got to get our asses kicked. Yeah, I, again, we got the Patriots, the Commanders in week 11, 12, Green Bay in week 14, Saints in week 15. I mean... Unless something turns around completely and we shock, you know, and we beat Seattle and Miami, which are very unlikely. Seattle probably a better opportunity to win than it is Miami because Miami is offensively. You can't fuck with Miami. They, they, you know, they, they, they they took New England and beat them with a great defense. I mean, that, that, that team is built for that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, two two weeks, two is being protected and you're giving them time to throw the football. And not only that, two is undefeated against the Patriots. He's five and zero against the genius. So, yep. So, not not many could not many could put that on their career resume. Yep. I'm probably gonna two be at that game. I'm probably gonna be at that game here down in Miami. So, um, waiting for my tickets for this guy to come and give me the go ahead, and I'm gonna be there with my Giants gear, probably. <laughs> yeah. Fucking suffering. So, <laughs> but hey, man, I I rarely get this opportunity to see the Giants. I've seen them for like four times. I've been down here, but. I am not. I, it's not looking good for my G-men, brother. Not looking good for my G-men whatsoever. Nope, that it's not. That it definitely it, it isn't, and it sucks because you guys were supposed to take that next step up. Yeah, Jones was supposed to be that much better than the year before, and it's like you're getting the Daniel Jones two years yeah. before the, in essence, almost mistake-free season that he played mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, and. Um, 
maybe there's a lot that attributes to it. Me, you know, obviously, you know, Andrew Thomas being hurt is, is not doing you guys no favors. Evan Neal's not taking that step up. You know, you just have the dumb penalties. Again, you can't, you you know, you can't protect friggin' Jones. Barkley gets hurt. And, Mm -hmm. And the other too, I don't know if you saw this speaking of running backs. So the NFL says that running backs are faking injuries so that they can get paid more more Bullshit. money. So so what you're saying is that Barkley told the defensive lineman on the Cardinals, fall on my ankle so I can miss three, four weeks. So so Dude. what you're saying is Chubb told Minka Fitzpatrick, tear my fucking knee up. That's what you, that's what the NFL is telling you. Come on. Brother, Come on. a high ankle so, sprain on a short week, that's a even 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 if he was going to play on Sunday, it's still a tough a tough make. Well, he you might, you might have him back for Seattle because now you got eleven days. Yeah. So exactly, so that's why you sit him. You sit him down. You, he was going to skip a week either way. Because what's the point? You want to bring him in to get that what second win and be two and one, which against a team that's really really much much better than you. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm okay with that call. I'm okay with the the, the only mm-hmm. score we have was a rushing touchdown by Brita. So. All right, man. So, you know, we give our takes on both of our teams. Uh, let's see what happens in week three for your team. Mine has already gone, uh, came and gone. So uh, before we move on to the next topic here, my friends, I want you to go ahead, everybody, please go ahead and hit that subscription button. Uh, like this video, this live cast, and uh, turn on your notifications, man, so you don't miss any of the madness of this show, man. So, uh, you know, you're going to miss, you miss some great smokes if you don't, if you don't freaking uh, turn those notices on, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you miss out on a lot. You, so, like I tell everybody, I tell everybody every week, every time we do one, 9 p.m., YouTube, Rumble, if you're on Twitter, yeah, you got to watch. Grab your cigars, grab a friggin' beer, grab whatever, and just tune in because it's going to be poison. one hell of a fucking ride. Oh, man. Talk you about never know what you're going to get. That's true. That's true. I mean, because we're, we're pretty much uh, we're off the cuff on a lot of this, man. But that, that's what we do. Again, we don't work for ESPN, baby. We 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 run our own shit. ESPN couldn't afford me anyway. I'd want way too much yeah, to ESPN deal with their fucking bullshit. Yes, I mean the only thing the only thing they're good for is Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's about all they, they're good. They, for. Thank God they were able to settle with uh, action, you know what I mean? Because there was going to be a lot of freaking uh, uh, 80, 40 mil- 80 or 90 million people not watching Monday Night Football for the season starter. That's a dumb, that's a dumb they, have, they are. <laughs> Listen, talking yeah, about... Yes, idiots. Yeah. Talk, talking, about, um, talking about idiots, right? And these guys are not idiots. But so far, you know, it's that time of the year where it's early on. Let's get the hype train going. Um, we have some... Uh, Two and O teams that I want to kind of run by you, man, and, and uh, see what you could tell me. And we give our takes here. Are some of these teams, man, um, for real? Two and O, or are they fugazi, bro? They're not for real. And let's go in the order of uh, the Dolphins, man. Are the Dolphins two and O for real? Yeah, they absolutely are. They, they, and and, and you kind of expected that. Me too. You kind of expected it with a healthy Tua. They're actually protecting him. I mean, I don't think you have Jalen Waddle for this week because I think he's in concussion protocol still. But, I mean, it doesn't matter because you, you still have Tariq Hill. You still got Mozart at mm-hmm. running back. So, you know, as long as they protect Tua, the defense does what they're supposed to do. The, the AFC East could really go through Miami this year and not Buffalo. That was a very positive with, game. With, yes. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You were saying, Jim. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Which would be a shocker because for the past, what, five years, we've mm-hmm. seen it be Buffalo's division to lose, and now could be Miami's to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, – I, I said, you know, the first week against the Chargers, they've done this before. They, they Chargers are all about allowing people to score and then scoring high themselves. But I said to yeah. myself, the real test of that new offensive line protecting Tua's left side was going to be against New England because New England did not play bad. They did not play no. bad against the Eagles. They did not play bad against this team. But guess what? They held up. And a play calling by McDaniels and, you know, knowing that this defense is rough, let's go ahead and run the football more. Getting a great game from Mostert with 100-and-something, 20-something yards and a touchdown rushing. Um and then Tua, even though Tariq held that, that fucking 200 something yards, he still had a touchdown. But you could see that Tua is going to make the throws. And even with Waddle being banged up, they got a bunch of like other guys, like these Tua players. It reminds me of like uh, Kansas City Chiefs, right? Uh, River Craycraft and this other effing guy. You know, these guys, Jeff Wilson Jr. hasn't even showed up yet. You know what I mean? There's a lot of these little pieces, man, that they even the, the Smythe, their tight end, who that's why they got rid of Gusecki, you know, who's a good offensive player. They just got a lot of little pieces and tools that fit right in. You know, it's, it's definitely a, a California, San, San Francisco, you know, Mike Shanahan offense that Mike McDaniel has, you know, tweaked and improved and he has the quarterback for and the wide receivers. So, hey, uh, I think they're for real. I think after two games, they're for real. They would be for Gazy if Tua gets hurt. But if Tua is healthy, you, you're right. Right now with Aaron being gone for the season, um, and the way Josh Allen, even though he rebounded against a really bad team, week two, I think it's Miami's division to lose. Yeah. And not only that, Tua adjusted to New England's defense as far as how they cover all the wide receivers. You knew you weren't going to get a deep ball uh, you know, on their secondary. Yes. So you had to take advantage of those little two, three-yard little dink and dunk passes that you know, uh, you know accumulate to another 10, 15 yards after catch. And that's how that's how they were able to beat them. They're built that. Way. Take that. Yeah, they're built for both well, sides. I, of the- well, I think two is not that I I shouldn't say as a week on, but I think his he's more accurate in the short passing game as opposed to going deep. Yeah, no, we we know that Tua two is not a deep guy. You notice that Tariq Hill is tailor made for his lack of long passing range and strong arm because he could come back to the football and make stuff happen. But what Tua is really good at, better than any quarterback in this league, is hit those guys in stride for eight yeah. yards because he puts them so good in, in a position where these guys are going to take off. You know what I mean? He puts the ball. He places. He's so accurate, man. He has a quick release. It's a fucking little laser, bro. That guy throws a little dart, man. Boom, in there. You know, tight, tight spiral, man. And the receiver does the rest. That's the reason why McDaniel was hired and they, were, and they built this team around him, you know, the way that they are. So wish the Steelers had that fucking offense. Yeah, no, it is. It's good, man. It, it's really good. I mean, Tua, Tua definitely uh, fits that fits that mode, man, and, and is built for him. So for yeah. me, they're for real, not for gazing. What do you think of the Ravens? The two games. Mm-hmm. I know they're I know they're a division rival, but let's you know let's let's keep it gang. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're always a legitimate threat. They're never really like uh, you know a fugazi type team. I mean, I, I, I know, I got to be real about it. They, they, at two and zero, that you know, they're real. They, they, they're real right now. I mean, you, you have obviously the Bengals are struggling, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really going to come down to, honestly, this right now. Even though it's only two games in, 
I hate to say this, the, the Ravens could put a real stronghold on this AFC North where it's theirs by like week 10. And one thing that you could see a big difference, and he hasn't even, he, this kid hasn't blown up yet, Zay Flowers. Yep. Dude, yes, he is, he is, he's the playmaker that, that Lamar has not had because he hasn't hit yep. the end zone yet. But man, we've seen some grabs, like Pickens, we've seen some grabs, short, long range, and he hasn't hit the end zone yet that has, has been the difference when when there've been three three and eight, you know, the, the dude, the kid is a baller, man. He may, he he's a playmaker. It's what yeah. Deshaun has not had, and, and look, mm-hmm. and he proved this last week, right? Uh, Mark Andrews comes back from injury, and you know he's, he's, that's still his guy. That's still his his number one safety blanket. That's his dude, right? Because he he caught a touchdown, but it's gonna make Mark Andrews' life so much easier to be just more of a completely one hundred percent red zone type of guy and let Zay Flower get the hard yardage. Because before it was Mark Andrews for everything, you know, store the touchdown, try to get those damn eight yards or ten yards, right? When you're down third and nine, forget about OBJ. That's just a novelty fucking pony trick. He's already out for a couple of days. Let's see what. And let me tell you something. The thing is going to be when Bateman finally decides to fucking play. If if he's right now in the borderline of cuss, but Zay Flowers, you take Zay Flowers to this team, and there's some plays in Week One that those that chain does not move and it looks different. And also last week as well. Yeah, that's been the big difference in my book. And that and that's what Baltimore had to do. And mm-hmm. listen, they drafted the right guy to, to make Lamar that much better. I mean I mean, dude, Lamar fucking deserves that, dude. He's been he's been fucking taking that he, team to the playoffs and winning MVPs with shit. You know, it's like he's got that comfortability with him in, in, in such a short time that yeah. he could throw up like a sixty yard bomb and Zay's gonna bring it down. Bro, it's crazy. Every single time, especially for a guy of his height where he's shorter than a lot of the guys covering him. Yep. But he makes do with what he's got, and not to play it on words, but you got to give him his flowers. No, I do. I no pun intended, <laughs> but you're right. Give, give Zay his flowers, bro, because he is. He does. He's a baller, man. He's a baller. I, yeah. I like. I like him a lot. I like. I like him a lot, man. He kind of reminds me of the. He kind of reminds me of the Skilo song. I wish I was a little bit taller, but this kid but he's is a, a baller. baller. But he's a baller. <laughs> he doesn't wish he was a baller. He's a baller. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, Skilo, shit! Now you're going back, dude. Holy shit, we getting we getting old, dude. We old as God, nobody even know. Nobody know who the fuck Skilo is, bro. Skilo was like one hit wonder, bro. The only one that knows is us fucking '90s people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh God, if uh, I went to ask my kid right now, you ever hear this song? She'd be like, "Dad, you're old." Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they probably heard that song. They might have heard it in some type of cartoon or fucking movie where, like, sing or something. I don't know. <laughs> what about the Dallas Cowboys, man? For real or for gazing? Oh God! Every year I get asked this. Same story. Every, every year it's always we them boys. This is our year, and then they get tripped up, and <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Fugazi because they're gonna get tripped up again at some point. It's bound to happen, especially now that John Diggs. That's crazy, bro. That's a big hit, man. That just happened yesterday, Trayvon. Because Trayvon, apart from his, you know, what he does in the field, he is one like Michael, like defers to him for leadership in the really? fucking locker room. Like it's not Dak leading the, the charge. It's, it's it's Trayvon Diggs out there with Micah, bro. It's that defense who who called yeah. the game, you know, who leads that locker room and, and got gets everybody pumped up, man. And um but again like I'm with you. Um not because I'm a Giants fan and I can't stand the fucking cowgirls, but every year we have them on paper. This defense by far without after before Trayvon going down was right there 49er yeah. here. Or probably better than the 49ers, right? They were that good, improved in the offseason. 
Um, and, and again, you, they're making sure that Dak doesn't turn the ball over. You, you notice Dak hasn't done anything great uh, offensively because he hasn't need to. And, and, and the schedule has helped a lot. Next week is Arizona. It's going to be a cream puff. The following week is where we're probably going to see the, the test um, yeah. here. But I think they, they are AFC East with the Giants tanking. I think they'll finish second to the Eagles, maybe get a wild card berth. But same thing, first run out or the same as last year. But I don't, I don't, they're, they're, to me, they're Fugazi. It's the same story. And Fugazi in the sense that they'll have, they'll go over 500, they'll make the playoffs, but not Super Bowl bound, which they should be because yeah. the team that they have. So for Gazy in the sense that they have way too much talent not to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, the, uh, they're the New York Yankees or the NFL. They could be. You're right. It could absolutely be. What about the uh, Eagles, my man? We, we you know, The NFC East is on fire. Ooh. Through games, you know, they, they, they beat both teams. Um, yeah, barely. Barely, yeah. <laughs> they don't look as but, good as they did but, start last year, but, but they, you know, better competition, and they've seen them for a second consecutive year. So I think teams have adjusted in my book. But you have two new coordinators, so it's going to take time. Obviously, you have the A.J. Brown hurts issue going on, which apparently is done and over with now. You know, I guess made amends, you know, hug, kiss, whatever the fuck they did. Um, But it's it's really hard, but I got to say they're for real. Uh, Yeah, no, I I think they're for real. A lot of new, um, new staff, right? DeAndre yeah. Swift, Penny. Um, yes, your two main guys with, uh, you know, AJ and and Smith, Devontae Smith, which, by the way, Devontae Smith has taken over that number one wide receiver role. Yeah. We all knew that kid could do that, all right? And, and you know, and, and look, he feels – Jalen feels really comfortable with him because he's been with him since day one. That's, that's the thing, since college. Yeah. So, look, I, I don't blame him from deferring to him more. I mean, yes, he's not he, – he's – He's not getting the cover that AJ is. So at the end of the day, is the quarterback's role. And and I like what Jalen said. Hey man, we're right. We're playing ball. It's competition. He is the captain of that team. So he chooses who the hell is gonna get the ball at the times that he needs. So guess what? If he tries to force feed like Baker used to do to freaking OBJ because that was the thing that you needed to do. That was the narrative. That's you know, everybody's bashing you for that shit. If he listens to that and he does it, then they lose. So shout out to him. No, they're for real. They're for real. I think uh 49ers next, where we're going to jump. We're going to skip the the, the, the Washington uh, commandos and go back. But 49ers are the best team. I put the Eagles number two. Uh, yeah. 49ers, we don't have to spend much time on them. To me, pick your poison. They are stacked, ready to win now. Injury is the only is the only enemy and the only setback that could make this team not get to the Super Bowl this season. Therefore, yeah. and, if you need, and if you need a cheap shot, just uh, call Trent Williams because he'll, you know, he'll definitely throw one out there for you. Absolutely, bro. You need to do some shit like that. He should have been ejected last night. I'm sorry. He should have yeah, fucking been ejected. This fucking NFL. I, I don't. I just. I you know. I don't understand the NFL anymore. They fucking throw people out for less. Yeah, that's and then, true. And, you know, and then this guy freaking throat punches somebody like he's trying to do like some Miyagi do bullshit. Yeah, and he. And or, or it's just a, a penalty. You don't get thrown out of the game. You know, forget Watson shoves a referee. You don't get thrown out of the game. Come on. Yeah. That's the reason why Come it on. was a no call at the end with Porter Jr. right there. You know, when he was a lower the fucking receiver because, you know, they oh, let one slide. That was, not, that was a whole nother thing. And, they, and let listen, one, look, they let one slide because they let that shit slide with the shot. So, you know. It, listen, did he have a handful of jersey? 
Yes. Did the official look right at him doing it? Yes. Yes. Here's how they determined it. Would he have caught the ball and would he have been in bounds? No. Are the two factors, and that's why they no. didn't call it. Because it was no. a catchable ball where he would have stayed in bounds, they probably would have thrown the flag. It wasn't. The ball was nowhere near the fucking guy. And that's why it didn't get thrown. So for the Browns fans crying that you lost because of NFL officiating, no, you lost because because Massage Watson is not clutch. He's not elite. He is heart. He is hot fucking garbage. That's it. You know what I'm saying, bro? Come with some young guy. It's not. It's not doing his job yet. All right. So it's it's he he is not. Look. I know Mei Ling is fucking, uh, you know, give him the menu every time he goes through over there, bro. So it's like, it, it's no, not. He, 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 you're down on lock. He hit that rub and tug hard after that game because, dude, he needed some rub down. I mean, oh. he learned his lesson, though, bro. He, at least he's not going after the Instagram massages, you know what I'm saying, anymore. You know what I'm saying? So he learned his lesson. At least he's going to a place where, you know, they they, they, they have a non-confidentiality agreement. <laughs> I, just, I just hope Cleveland ain't playing in New York this year. Well, New Jersey, because... Keep them away from Flushing Queens because they're dude. all over the place. Yeah, man. I know Flushing Queens, dude. I used to work in College Point for a long time, man. I know that's my area, brother. Back in the day, your boy used to run the joint, dude. Oh man, if he comes out of Jupiter or Florida too, man, they're 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 all over the place here, man. They just got to drive further. Yeah, you know, over there you could you're within walking distance, right? You know. Or if he goes down to Corona Queens, I've never been to Corona Queens. Uh, back in the day, you had the chicas chicas, or the fucking little Mexican dude with the numbers and shit. He has an address on. Yeah, you were getting you, you were not getting a massage there. It was something different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fucking hey, I'm getting flashbacks right now. Holy shit, drunk drunk nights, man. Up at fucking Roosevelt Avenue and 103rd. <laughs> oh god, don't worry, Watson. We have them on Long Island too, you know, if you ever come yeah. to visit. <laughs> that's true. That's that's absolutely true, man. They're all over the place, man. He, you know, he probably has a uh, rub and tug finder on his phone. It's probably like, you know. Oh, oh there is. You can Google it. Trust me. He There's uses apps. the Microsoft uh, Surface tablet for that. He mm-hmm. actually got called doing in the game. If, if, if anybody who's watching who follows me on Twitter, yeah, I retweeted it. Yep. I'm not going to call it post. I retweeted it, and all week I've been doing nothing but tag him in everything offensive because his personal quarterback coach came out and said, anybody who attacks Deshaun, I'm going to attack them. I've been attacking. Where's the attack, bitch? I don't fucking see it because Watson's a puss-puss. That's true. it. It's That's true, it. Man. It's damn true, baby. Now let's let's flip back to the Commandos here, bro. All right, which hopefully they'll change the name back to the Redskins. Um, you know, with the new uh, Madison well. group. I, I, I think they're well. I think they're Fugazi. You know, it's a great story. Yeah. They're the Giants of last year, right? You know what I mean? Two and zero. Look, I'm gonna give them credit. Upgrade with Mark with with uh, with Hal. Uh, defense yeah. looks, you know, now with Chase Young back looks good. Great running game. I mean, look. Eric Bieniemy has those motherfuckers playing legitimately yeah. well. It's all Eric Bieniemy. It's not, you know, I like I like what's his name? What's the name of the head coach? Jamal Rivera, tough guy. You know, yeah. he he turned a, a franchise around with the uh, Panthers, right? Um, but he needed that guy, that offensive coordinator like Bieniemy, who all these guys were crying that he was too intense. Guess what, bro? That's the reason why you're two and zero. I yeah. mean, offensively, they put up the most points since like 2020, 35 points in the last game. I mean, Brian Robertson, all right, a.k.a. the NFL 50 Cent dude, is looking better. I mean, this guy this guy is running the football, catching the football. Because remember, that's the reason why Gibson is – they have these two guys. He's looking he's, – he's like the number two back in freaking fantasy football right now. And in real football, he's playing that good. 
Uh, you know, Scary Terry is nasty. Jahan Dotson, you know, Logan Thomas, if he could stay healthy, they got a lot of talent, and you could see it. You could oh, see that it. was a, that was such a dirty hit by Kareem Jackson on Logan <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. Oh, my God. But Brian Robinson's got a new song coming out this week. Actually, a whole new album. It's called Get the Word? Touchdown to Dodge Nine. Word? Nice. <laughs> well, I don't know if he really is. I'm just making that shit up. I just oh, think man. it just goes with the whole NFL 50 Cent thing. Hey, so Listen, bro, he, he, he's... He's got to get rich, all right? And he almost died trying in his first fucking season, all right? In his first freaking year. No, I, I look, I give that kid credit, bro. I mean, dude, you, dude came back and won the starting job, you know? I mean, he was, He's a lot he was tougher a, than Michael Thomas, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. Michael, Michael Thomas gets turfed, so he can't play for like two years. Brian Robinson gets shot, what, like five times in a carjacking? Yeah. Comes yep. back for week and came out to many men, too, just to throw it in everyone's face. Boy, yeah, dude. I mean, I like that, bro. Give me some of that, man. That's the entertainment value we need in the NFL for more guys, man. So, But I, I think that for Gazy, uh, at, the, at the end of the day, we got too many teams in the NFL that are better than they are. And, and again, you'll, you'll see this as the season goes by. Uh, but it's a nice story, 2-0. You know, and I think a lot of big reason of that is Eric Bieniemy and that offense. It's Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. You got to give a lot. I mean, I thought, you know, it's hard. When these offensive coordinators leave their, their mama bear, and Andy Reid, who is the GOAT, he produces these guys offensively like nobody's business. Uh, they struggle, but the two games, uh, the difference has been Eric Bieniemy because all-purpose yards are rushing the football, overall yards, everything is higher than they ever, ever had in that effing team, man, for a very, very, very long time, dude. So. Yeah, that's a perfect pairing, Rivera and Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. And if Washington finishes, I, I'll say that they finish 9-8 and eight, and there's yep. a job vacancy somewhere, I don't see how Bieniemy doesn't no. get it this Yeah. Absolutely. This guy's overlooked forever. And the problem is, is that they're delving too much into his past incidents. And you have uh-huh. to realize that was then and this is now. Look what he's doing now, not what he did then. Okay. So if you're a team that's looking for a head coach that can do what he's doing in Washington right now, Dude. with what Washington's got, the enemy's your guy. I'm going to tell you right now where he's going to end up. And people, clip this shit, record it. Staley is getting fired in the next four games, Uh-oh. all right, in L.A. for the Chargers. He's and a great coordinator. He's going to be the head coach next season. It's not going to be Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. It's going to be fucking Eric Bieniemy. Kellen Moore is going to take over as the interim, and Eric Bieniemy is going to have his first coaching job in a fucking scenario that most coaches were killed for, yeah. all right, with that offensive unit. And, like, so you, you, we could bash – uh, Herbert as much as we want, River 2.0, whatever the case may be. The dude is gifted as shit. They're not losing. They're yeah. not 0-2 because of him. No. I mean, he's played, it, it, you know what I'm saying? it's not. They're not 0-2 because of him. They're 0-2 because of the fucking play calling and a bad defensive uh, job that the team is doing. So that's going to be the spot that he's going to end up and that he's tailor-made for, bro. Call that shit. You heard it here. Cigars and Sport with E-Man and Jim, all right? And I'm telling you, bro. And then when he gets me, he's calling for that contract because we're fucking that good. We got to go F yourselves. Give me Pat McAfee money, though. <laughs> yeah, you can give me McAfee money, definitely. Give me McAfee money. Yo, they're not shutting down McAfee, though, you know? That's shutting Yeah, he's, he's still, still spewing shit, you know, like he did with FanDuel. Uh, I like the fact that he has his boy Rogers in there, and they're bashing Keith Overman, all that crap. You know, usually you get canceled for that kind of crap. So I give him credit for that, that standpoint, bro. I used to like Keith Overman. I don't know what happened. Yet. Wow, bro. Talk about a complete 180, bro. What the hell? This guy, this is one of my favorite people to watch on television, bro. Him and Kenny Mayne and Stuart Scott 
Rich Eisen, bro. I mean, that was like the highlight of my freaking day, man. And what the fuck, bro? What, what the This dude just like go off his meds completely and decided to say F it, you know? Nuts. I don't know. Maybe he had his balls detached from the rest of his body. Who knows? Because he's a sensitive-ass puss now. Oh, my gosh, dude, on everything. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. But shout out, man. Uh, Rogers and freaking uh, McAfee are funny as shit. You saw that bit, right? <laughs> they, hey, he said that because you, you didn't get back. So this is the reason what happened. Fucking douchebag Rogers <laughs> like, go get your fifth booster, Keith. Yeah, go get your fifth booster, Keith. <laughs> yeah. 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 Atlanta. You know, you don't get your shot. You're going to freaking, you know. You, you, you got to get kicked out of places. Yeah. Oh, Atlanta. Hmm. I don't know, I but I, be- I think you and I can call it together. Ready? They are Fugazi, no. in my book. Uh, Quarterback play. Yeah. Very Fugazi, bro. Quarterback play. Very Fugazi. Yeah. I mean, they got lucky against Green Bay with Jordan Love friggin' like falling asleep into his center. And think about this. Green Bay was playing without their two best offensive players. Aaron yeah. Jones, who lit it up in game one, week one. And Christian Watson. And Christian Watson hasn't played all season. And uh, I, that's why I'm going to give Jordan Love some credit. He has six touchdowns so far. And I know he, mm-hmm. you know, he's still, he's still, remember, this guy sat behind Rodgers and so far so good to two games. Uh, he's leading the league in passer rating and all that kind of crap. Uh, but he's doing it with some of his best, without his best weapons. Uh, so I'm going to give the, the, the nod and, and to, to, uh, to Love right now. And I'm going to give him a pass on that loss, you know. Um, but uh, I think Atlanta's for Gazy. They really have a such the best running game in the league. All right, with yeah. Bijan Robbins, who's a fucking who's Saquon 2.0 and a freak of nature. Tyler Algier, <laughs> who rushed for a thousand yards as a rookie last year, who started like started starting and it wasn't even the starter last year. So it's the run game that's really, really good because Ritter, bro, Ritter, oh my gosh, he, he threw a touchdown last week and it was all Dre London, uh Drake London, yeah. I'm sorry, but that team is a passive wide Ritter is like freaking Tanning Hill, you know, that <laughs> level. It, it's 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 ugly. That's the reason why I think they're so fugazi, it's not even funny. That they are. That they are. I mean, I'll give Ritter credit. He, he, you know, he comes out. He's like, listen, he'll don't battle. ever count us. No, he'll you know, battle. It, let's battle it out with you. And, and I mean, he'll take the L with pride, but I mean, you're gonna, you, I mean, the thing is, how good are they going to be when they go up against, say, if they play the Niners this year? Oh, I'm at the, I'm going to have to go to cigar number two. Yeah. I, I'm slowing it down. I, I should have brought one downstairs because I got, I got my Cuba door in the second on my, on my upstairs. Um, uh, Floor man, and, and if I go out there and leave you alone, it's it's gonna take a while to get back and go through the dogs and shit. And, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna really like roach this bad boy, like all the way down, so I can keep up with having something throughout the show. Now, yeah, I think for Gazy, uh, great running game, decent defense, but uh, yeah, they just can, when you know you can stop the running game and then force the quarterback, and he's not he's gonna fold like an accordion. So, yeah. I think even me. the next team, I think the Saints are for Gazy too. Oh. Fucking absolutely. I mean, look, Derek Carr, they're 2-0 and because that defense is that damn good. And yeah. the Carr hasn't done shit, all right? I know he's out there. He plays the part. He talks well. You know, he's a good guy. He's a good leader. Uh, but, dude, I mean, if you have Chris Olave in that team and Michael Thomas, which I give him credit, Michael Thomas is resurging, right? He's finding Michael Thomas a lot because he's getting the short yardage play. That's what Michael Thomas used to do. Um, but when Kamara gets back, there's really no ex the, the ex- there's no excuses right now. But when Kamara goes back, there's no excuses whatsoever. The last piece, which he gets back after this week, 
You know what I'm saying, dude? But they're fugazi because he hasn't done anything that has shown. He hasn't thrown a touchdown. All right? So, uh, yeah, 2-0, weak. Really, really, I mean, you beat 2017, a team that has no offensive line and a fucking, you know, short quarterback that can can, can be protected. He's already he's already out this, this week. He's not yep. playing this week and Bryce Young because he got his ass kicked so bad through two games. Uh, you beat Ryan Tannenhill, who can, you know, it's Ryan Tannehill. You're done. You're he's he's overplayed his career. Um, yep. Saints are definitely for Gazy. Uh, really, two wins that are could have gone either way. They've won by four points in two games combined. They 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 almost should have just lost that game against Carolina. They let him go back in. Yeah, that's because you know. Well, yeah, well, you know, Bryce Young kind of found himself in that game a little bit. I mean, he, he also found himself getting his ass whipped, too, which, again, oh, he... see, 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 I mentioned this the other day, and I, and I want to ask your opinion on this. So for years, we've seen the NFL where the worst team gets the number one pick, right? Who? What does it benefit these kids going into a no-win situation? I think they should change it to the way the NBA does it, where you take like the ten worst teams with the worst win, worst win loss percentage, lottery, and the worst records, and you do it as a lottery. It becomes more innovative. Not only that, the NFL loves revenue, so mm-hmm. you could have a whole fucking special on that on the NFL Network, where you could have Goodell wearing a fucking dress from the or whatever the fuck, because he's got no balls, and he could spin a stupid little lottery wheel, and he could grab balls because he likes doing that too. And just have the number one pick determined through that. I agree God. with you, my friend. That's a valid, valid point. Hey, we got to have valid points every now and again. We just can't bash people all fucking no. all, all night long. Well, I mean, we could. We could. But I mean. you got to throw some valid points in there, too, because I'm sure there's other people out there who go, Oh man, this fucking team gets a number one pick again just to watch a rookie quarterback get destroyed. Again, who wants to see that every fucking year? No, make it more innovative. Please, NFL, wake up. And I'm going to tell you where more and more kids are going to start doing what Dion uh, is doing right now, right? He's saying, don't don't go to the draft next year. Stay. You know why? Yeah. Because his son's going to make about $10 million in NIL money. So they don't need the money right away. They got to have a couple of mil to stain them. To just let yeah. just go to a good team next year, you know, not not a good team, but a better organization. Because at the end of the day, yeah. is the organization you get drafted to. You could be a shitty, you could have a shitty year, but if you have a solid organization that knows what the hell they're doing and putting the pieces together, you draft a quarterback. Example: Kansas City Chiefs, right? Solid organization, right? You that's the fucking Green Bay Packers. I mean, come on, right now through two games, Jordan Love is on the same road where Brett Favre. This guy said for three years, Aaron Rodgers. This guy said for three years. I heard, you know. Jordan Love to do games right now. Six touchdowns, no picks. Freaking passer rating up the roof, right? Without even his two best fucking players playing. I mean, I think that's a very valid point, and I think it's a really good suggestion. I, I was going to tell you the same thing. They should go to a lottery fucking format. It's great. It's a, it's, I think it's a great thing for everybody. I think quality, yeah. quality of football is going to improve, and the quality of life, actually, for some of these rookies that are getting yeah. drafted, mainly the quarterback, who's the most important position in the NFL, will benefit as well. Yeah, because I, I brought it up in one of the past episodes I just did, I think this week even, and I get a message from some I'm, – I'm I don't like to put Twitter handles out there. Now that I forget who it was anyway. So he's like, I think that's the worst idea. You know, the team with the worst record should always get the number one pick. 
I'm like, well, that's why your mother is also your cousin and your godmother because you're an inbred fucking idiot. Because the NFL needs to evolve and look at what the NBA does. You know, yep. like they're doing a lottery in the NBA was the best thing they could have ever done. Yep, they did. They did. I think that's and, totally- and it creates better. It creates better storylines, and it makes as much as I can't stand mock drafts. It makes all these mock draft shows that everybody does. It makes it that more interesting now, because it's it like, does. where's this team going to go with this pick? Where's this team going to go with this pick? What does this team really need? You know, like, and and, and it's not a surefire like that. The, you know, like the Panthers going to get the number one pick or the Bears. It, it could be anybody. I mean, even if one of our teams wound up being in the lottery, like, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh getting the number one pick after how many years of not being in the top ten? Yep. No, I, yeah, I I'm, I'm with you 100. percent I think that's a great idea. I mean, it's 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 good. And it, 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 like you said, not just not just a better better storyline, just creates a better product. I think it, it influences to create a better product overall in the field for those teams that are, you know, that are not there yet. You know, but yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, most of the time, the worst team end up getting the best pick, uh, regardless. But you do have that occasion where that, you know, the fourth worth record gets the number one pick, which shit, usually the, you know, in the NFL, the, the fourth or the third worst record is only a player away from being a good team. Yeah. So, and talking about a good team so far to the two games that we spoke about it a little bit earlier, bro, yeah. the damn bucks, man, you know, give, give credit to Baker, bro. You know, run away from the police. Whoop, whoop, uh, dude over here. He, he's now a veteran who's learned. I think through two games from his time in the NFL and being in different type of teams with different turmoils, mentally tough, right? I think the mental toughness is there. And uh, he's always been a good leader. I, I, you know, can't shit on that on the kid, right? Again, should never been number one pick. This guy is, you know, should never, should never been number one pick. I, I don't know what the hell happened there. I mean, it's, but at the end of the day, he's still like the best quarterback of that draft class, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I, I can't even mention who, who's there about Sam Darnold. Josh Rosen, where all these guys were well, before I, him. All those guys, yeah, yeah <laughs> he I probably mean, so, is. Those are the first quarterback picked in that draft. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he is doing now. Uh, he's letting the game come to him. Uh, the Bucks are two and zero. I mean, they 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 have a, a you know good running game. Uh, I think their O line is decent, okay defense, but you do have a stud like Mike Evans, who's a no nonsense, yeah. hard work. He wants that. 1,000-yard season. Uh, he's got a hit free agency next year, so he's got to get paid, not by the Bucks, but by somebody else. He's going to be a hot commodity, bro, he, at 30 years old, yeah. which got to be crazy. Um, you know, Godwin in there, too. I mean, he's and he's been playing, like, naturally, bro. Letting the game come to him, not forcing the issue. Um, I'm going to say they're for real because I think they're the team that should win that division, who's a shit show, by the way. Nine well, yeah, that's – that's what makes them a real team because they are in one of the weakest divisions exactly. in the whole end. I mean, that, that whole division's a fucking shit show. It's like watching, keeping up with the Kardashians. Fucking the fact shit that you show. Have, yeah, the fact that you have Atlanta at 2-0, same division. Them at 2-0. And the same thing that Division 3, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, look, we just went three teams that I think the Bucks are better than the Saints and the Falcons. Yeah. That's why I'm going to make them a for real because they could win that division. Uh Pretty, pretty spot on. So they can. They're for real, brother. Not for Gazy. Nope. 
All right, my man. Talking about Fugazi, man. Let me uh, go ahead. Before we move on, let me just uh, shout a word from our sponsors of BetUS, where the game begins. Uh, go ahead and check the link in my bio. I mean, not in my bio. Check the link in my fucking descriptions of the show and every show to uh, to get 125% sign-in bonus. All right, when you get there. Uh, here are a word from my sponsors at BetUS. Uh, if I could find the link. I've been to 56 straight home games. I've tailgated 61 times. I've been to 31 practices. I've collected 17 autographs. I've had 27 beers spilt on me. Make that 28. I've got one sports book. I've got one sports book. I've got one sports book. BetUS.com. Sign up at BetUS and get a massive 125% bonus. All right, my man. So let's move on to the next one. So we go from two and O teams to the old teams. And is it time to fucking panic on somebody's guys or are we just overreacting right now? And we're going to go in the following order, man. You let me know and I'm going to chime in whether we hit the panic button or we just don't panic about this yes yet or they got to turn it around. Let's start with uh, Russ the Bus, baby, and the Broncos who. Again, lost a tough one against the Commanders. Panic? That's worse than the Titanic sinking over there in fucking Denver. That, that, that's just a... Tr- God, it, 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 it's such a train wreck. You know, I just... Russ just ain't the same guy. Sean Payton's not the answer to fucking fix that team. I, I said it the other day to somebody, you just got to blow that whole thing up. Just blow it up from the top to the bottom. Just rebuild and... That's it. That's you know, I wouldn't pass. It's to be expected. It's Denver. It's Russell Wilson. You know, he's too busy kissing babies like he's running for fucking governor of Denver office. or some shit. Who the fuck knows. We mentioned this in the uh, the morning show I do on with the weekends with uh, my boys at Patriot Sports Radio and some other guys, right? How much now, after seeing Russell Wilson for the second consecutive season, and by the way, give him credit, he's playing better than he did last year at the start, right? Yeah. He is playing better. But how much of a success was Pete Carroll's system and a great defense? Look at Geno Smith. That's case in point. That's it. That's what you got to say, right? Look at Geno Smith. You know, it's the same thing, you know, that people said when Brady left New England to go to Tampa. You know, is Brady going to be the same guy or is it Belichick's system? You now realize that Brady in New England was the system. Yep, yep. You know, you you need it. Belichick to definitely be a part of that, but if you take Brady out of that, they're not winning five championships. No, absolutely not. He came back those two years in you in uh, the box, the three, but the first two, even the second year, he had better offensive numbers than he did in the first year when they won the Super Bowl. That's that's how crazy um, Tom Brady is and was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think yeah, I, I I'm hitting the panic button on this. They they are they are heading down the rabbit hole of a uh, dark next right here for a really dark season. We could be wrong, but right now it doesn't look great. All I know is they better start getting real high in Denver. That's all I know. Yep, yep. Start- well, it, it's legal over there, bro. Everybody's high in fucking Denver, bro. All right. No, there's no there's single person in Denver that's not high. Uh, that's Maybe Russell Wilson should start smoking some fucking purple haze then and go out there and just, I, I don't know. Maybe the whole team should just go get high before a game. I mean, Le'Veon Bell used to do it and then go yep. out and rush for like 150 yards and two, three touchdowns, so. Marshawn Lynch used to drink fucking Hennessy before a game and then go out there and run over everybody. So, you know, 
I, I suggest the whole Denver team just go get fucking loaded up on fucking alcohol, pills, weed, you know, d- d- fucking do Adderall, fucking snort like snort a whole eight ball. I don't give a shit what you do. Do that, and maybe they'll win. Maybe not use the kids that may be watching, by the way, you know, but I'm just saying maybe that's something that uh, Russ should do. You know, what Russell Wilson should do is he should go meet up with Sierra's ex-husband, you know, future the rapper. And they should fucking bust down a blunt together. Oh, that's funny, bro. That... Damn! Oh, man. <laughs> Moving on to maybe smoking a blunt, but this guy is way too clean cut to do this. The Vikings. 0-2. Um, you know, they just recently traded for Cam Akers. They needed to because Madison is yeah. not in him. Anybody who thought Madison was going to produce the... Uh, Dalvin Cook numbers definitely high. All right, because it, we, you know, come on. Mattis is a good backup guy and can yeah. fill holes while the guy got injured. And uh, look, Kirk, Kirk is Kirk. He's, he's offensively, he looks great like anything else because he has Justin Jefferson. Addison is a fucking beast. Hawkinson yeah. is a beast, but they cannot stop anybody on the defensive side. It's going to be like this year, the whole freaking year, man. And 0 2 in that division right now. It's, it's a problem. Um, they're not better than the, than the Green Bay Packers right now. They're two games. Um, no. yeah, man. Uh, I think uh, we might want to hit the panic button. I play, playing the Chargers this week, which is going to be another high offensive output. So we got two teams. Ooh, that's we go next. But uh, panic or don't panic? On the Vikings? Yeah, I'm hitting the panic button. Because, because they're better than the Lions. They're better than the Bears. And they're better than the Packers. That they should be 2-0. and And... Unfortunately, that all went too. I mean, you 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 went up against the Eagles team where yeah, if Kirk kept them in the game, it's defense that utterly fucked them. Absolutely, and same thing for the first game of the season. Yeah. You know, the defense also fucking gave that one up as well. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins could have put up a thousand yards in each game, and they still would have lost. Well, Kirk Cousins got to pass for like over four thousand yards, over like almost forty touchdowns. You know what I mean? Because he's already like on that pace. Um, but it, it's the defense cannot. It's going to be such a like. A lot of wins are they going to be up. A lot of losses are they going to be up, and they're going to let the team get into it because the defense cannot hold the game. So, it, yeah, I'm with you. I'm hitting the panic button on that motherfucker for sure, for sure. And what about the Chargers? We we mentioned that I think the panic button in my book should be hit because they should fire the coach and cut bait right away. And because uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Kellen Moore is not the answer offensively. There's a reason why he's not in Dallas anymore, right? Because they're like, mm-hmm. all right, Jerry Jones is like, listen, dude, either I fire you or you fire the offensive coordinator. This is what he told McCarthy. Because guess what? You see Dan Quinn back there? He's the reason why you're winning games with that defense. He's going to replace you. So same story, different team. It's a waste of a really good quarterback, an elite quarterback in my book. Yeah, that's why I would hit the panic button. I mean, with the talent you have, the fact that so you could score in, what, two games over 50 points combined in two games? Unreal. Can't Almost 60. And- and you should have beat Tennessee. You 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 know what really killed the Chargers in losing that game? The dumbest fucking penalties at the yep. worst time in the fourth quarter is what killed you. And I don't know how this coach even kept his job after the first year. You blew the That's... biggest lead in the playoffs to the to, you know to the Jaguars, and you get to keep your job. I should be an NFL coach then. Look again, <laughs> nothing that Herbert has done has been the reason why this team has lost two games this season. They were up on both teams, on both yeah. games. They should be 2-0 and 
if certain things go right and certain plays are called correctly. Yeah, That's just what it's, it is. What it is. That is just the fucking bottom line. You know what I mean? I think it's. Uh, I think. I think this is more coaching uh, than ex- it's execution from a coaching standpoint. Is what it is. That, that's that cool. Now, I'm going to leave the Bengals for last, all right? Because that's where we're going to probably have – it's a little bit more complex than anything else. Bears. I'm going to let you lead off the Bears real quick. <laughs> they got so many problems. I mean, the fact now that they you know, that they got robbed last night too, which is hilarious. Where mm-hmm. the fuck's the security at Soldier Field is beyond me. But no, they got. Tell me about that. I, I don't know about that. What happened? What do you mean they got robbed? What happened? Somebody got jacked, bro. What happened? They, 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 they like cut open the security fence and stole like a hundred grand worth of like production equipment. I think uh, it was like a hundred grand worth of shit stolen from Soldier Field. <laughs> you you literally Chicago, can't. bro. Those guys are gonna be out on bail the next day, bro. All right, that's a week to put them uh, protected is there. Well, that's because they didn't have type. They didn't have top flight security, Craig. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> They should hire the mall cop, bro. You know what I'm saying, bro? What's his name? Uh, Kevin James or whatever. Yeah, Paul Blart. Paul Blart, whatever. Yeah, you're right. You were better off with the mall security from the movie Observe and Report with friggin' Seth Rogen in it with the fucking dick flasher guy in the mall. That's true. That's true. What was the movie with with, uh, National Security with Martin Lawrence and the other guy? Uh, Some shit like that. You should probably have that. Let's go even more classic and shock these fucking Gen Z guys or Zillennials. Uh, what what was the uh with John Candy and uh what was the other one, bro? With the remember back in the day, what was that movie with uh, armor something? I forget what it was. John Candy, they were like you know armor card guys, same shit. I forget what it was. Man. You know what I'm talking about, right? I, just, I can't yeah. remember the name of the movie. It's same thing. That's that's who they got hired right now. And, 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 you know, taking care of the fucking place. And talking about getting robbed, guys. I don't know who the f thought that Justin Fields was gonna be a pocket passer. He's not it. And I keep and I I told people, look, this kid, you added some weapons to him, right? But dude, this dude from year one to year two did not show any improvement on you know as a pocket passer. You're seeing the same shit again in year three. I like to compare apples to apples, right? Orange to oranges, right? Lamar Jackson, MVP season two, Jalen Hurst. Even though he didn't win the MVP season two, he improved, got the team to the playoffs. Last year, you gave him weapons, they get to the Super Bowl, right? He improved on where he needed to improve. We know Lamar can run. Lamar said, fuck this, you know, with nobody, which is Hollywood Brown and and and, and Mark Andrews, he won the MVP and was the best offensive player and threw for 38 touchdowns. I don't see this. And when this kid right now, you know, is panicking through two games when he's like retrieving his words back, right? Like retracing, oh shit, no, I'm not, I'm playing, I'm playing like a robot. Oh, no, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. It was a coaching job. Yeah, you did, fucker. You're right. It, yeah. right? They're, they're making you do something that you're not good at. And you want to know what the funniest part is? Did you see the mic'd up part in the, uh, somebody put, put it somewhere, I seen it on Twitter, like I think earlier today. Um, Him and Devin White were talking and Devin White goes, yo, they ain't using you right, bro. Talking to DJ Moore. And he goes, yeah, I know. I don't even know why the fuck I'm here. <laughs> no, I mean, because remember, DJ is a guy that gets loose, gets deep, and you've got to hit him. I mean, you, you've seen it. You've seen it with, like, really bad quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, freaking P.J. Walker, all right? Hit, oh, P.J. Yeah. Walker threw a game-winning touchdown last year to fucking D.J. Moore for, like, 50 yards, all right? So 
This is what you, you got DJ Moore who could play. Cole Komet is a really good fucking tight end. Yeah. Right. Daryl Mooney is a good wide receiver, not an all-star receiver, not an all-pro receiver, but this guy can get open. And you got a great cheerleader and Chase Claypool on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, look, he actually got a touchdown last week. I was like, oh, shit. Chase pulled the, you know, sighting last week. So that's how he was a shitty game. It was a garbage touchdown, but, you know. Yeah, well, that's because he doesn't want to get traded, so he actually has to play now. So you're going to see a lot of the same. Next game, I'll guarantee you, he's going to try to rush the football a thousand times and do what he does. But, again, recipe for disaster. There's a reason why Tim Tebow did not make it past one year. Is a nice little shiny Exciting little toy, run fast, zoom, zoom, you know what I'm saying? Kind of car, let's go, you know, run blazer, the fucking machines, whatever the hell it is. But the dude, you see, you know, he's uncomfortable as a pocket passer, and that's been the story with this kid since day one in this league. You got to let him just play his game. Let him play the way he did at Ohio State. Yeah, you, you will, but in the NFL, it doesn't translate to long-term success. Well, not with this fucking team. It won't. No, no. You got to have DJ Moore fucking pissed off as hell. Yeah. So, I mean, you have the weapons. Utilize them. Dude, you can't. I you mean, do have the weapons. But, yeah. I mean, I I would hit the panic in Chicago, too. Me, too. He has more weapons than Lamar Jackson did year two. And Jalen. Yeah. Well, we got and, But I this is a rookie year two. So, you know. He has yeah. better weapons than both of those guys. And both of those guys are outplayed his ass. At the same, I mean, by year three, these three, these those two other guys were Josh Allen as well. Because you got to throw Josh Allen in that book. Josh Allen was an athletic guy that can run over people, strong arm, not accurate. But as long as you gave him, like, you know, uh, Diggs, Stephon Diggs, you, you saw that MVP season, right? Without seeing the two games right now. You saw that immediately the two games with Josh Allen and freaking Jalen Hurst last year in year three. So mm-hmm. definitely you better hit that panic button because shit, shit's about to get real in Chicago, man. You know, and it's... And it's going to be bad. <laughs> the Patriots. Listen, man, I know Mac Attack ain't the answer, uh, but he hasn't played horribly. He played a good game against the Eagles. Uh, that defense, I think it's good enough to get this, this thing to be competitive. Uh, I but... wouldn't hit the panic button on New England because they always find a way. I mean, it's, it's Belichick. There's a reason why he's been there forever. And there's a reason why he's going to pretty much die on that sideline. <laughs> because he always the, where there's a will, there's a way, and he'll find it. Whether it's Mac Jones a quarterback, or they do the unthinkable and maybe try to sign a free agent quarterback, or whatever it is, they're gonna they they find a way to win. Especially now, you know you got to play the Jets. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Come on, absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm not hitting the panic button on the New England either because of that. Um, I, I think you know, yeah, they they could. I think they could beat the Jets because I think Mac Jones is better than. Um, yeah. sack a hundred thousand times. Uh, put Garrett Wilson with New England, and Ooh. New England will be probably one one. Yeah, because remember, both games they were like within the cusp, right? Against yeah. the Eagles, fourth down in the red zone, and they lost down by five. Again, mm-hmm. they were within tying Miami, fourth down again in the red zone this last game. So they've been in every single game. So that's well, that's the difference between them and the Bears. The Bears haven't been in a single fucking game through the two games. Garbage time production has been the Bears' fucking main. It should be their nickname right now. That's what you're going to – people forget. Real football and fantasy football are two different things. Fields is a great fantasy football quarterback. 
because of his rushing ability. Yeah. Not in the real world. So that nope. I won't hit the panic on them either. I agree with you. The Bengals, baby, the bungholes. Look. They're 0 and 2. Yeah. I'm not gonna but hit the panic were... button yet because that team is that talented. Now, however, Joey is not right. He's not himself. He's hurt. That calf injury is gonna linger and is showing us ugly ass head through games, through games. Um, hasn't been sharp. I would hit the panic button if they're 0 and 4 and Joe Buckets, it's not in the fucking lineup because he has to get out, be out because of injury. That's when I'm gonna hit the panic button. Right now, it'll be looter. Even if as bad as they look, to say that you need to panic because you do have a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best wide receivers in Jamar Chase. Higgins is a good number two. You know, Boy, Smith, as, he's underachieved his career, but we know what he could do yeah. offensively. Uh, I think Joe Mixon is still good. Uh, they have a lot of weapons. Um, again, Tyler Boyd, who hasn't yeah, – we haven't seen a sighting yet from him yet, but I'm not going to hit the panic button on them yet. Because it's only 0-2, and if Joey's in the lineup, you got to have a shot because you got Jamar Chase right with him. So, yeah, I could, you know, I could agree with that assessment. That they, I probably wouldn't have played Burrow in games one and two and let that calf yeah. heal up a little bit more. But again, but, you can't be 0-2 in this AFC North. No, you, you can't. Again, you, you're gonna. I think. I think we go. We'll panic again if they're 0-4 or 1-5. And Joey is not on the lineup because he, he has to sit out because of that calf injury. Then yeah, I think it's time to fucking, yeah. yo, it's not good. It's not good. Let's go ahead and sign Jamar and keep him on the contract. Have this year as a fucking pass, and then let's focus on getting other pieces around him next year, right? You know, you already signed Joey to a long term deal. Lock down Lamar. Get rid of Higgins. Clear some salary cap. There goes Mixon. Draft better. And you could probably rebuild this. Not rebuild it, but retool. I, they're not in a rebuilding mode. It's a retooling mode for, for year four or five. So, But not yet. Not yet. I think there's too much talent there. No, there definitely is. And that's why, again, you if you're a Bengals fan, you, you can't hit it yet. Again, at 0-4, oh 1-5, even 2-6. and six. Yeah, right now you got what? 2-0 two, two and oh for the Ravens. Browns 1-1. One one you well, guys yeah. are one and one. Oh, you know, one. We're one and one, right behind the Ravens. Then the the, the shit stain elves are behind us. Exactly. And and then you have the guy who's better than Deshaun Watson. Jo, uh, you know Joey Burrow sitting yep. in last place, which you would. But then again, historically, they always start zero and two, and then they come back. That's so it's, but, that's but, my hand in the panic button because they did it last and, year. And Burrow always plays the first two games, and he's never fully healthy because something's always happened in training camp. Yes, so, that's true. So again, that's, that's why, why... Yet. you can't hit it yet. If you're a Bengals fan that wants to jump off the bridge, listen. As much as I can't stand any other team in in, in, in our division, especially you know the Browns being the most hated of them, I can respect a guy like Joey Burrow for going out there and playing hurt. I can yeah. respect that. Because he has that I don't want to lose mentality. He's about the win. He's not about his own personal stats. If he has to go out there and just hand the ball off the mix in 65% of the time to, to get a win, he's going to do it. You know, same thing with Lamar. He's going to do it. Watson will just go out there and just sling your coupons to fucking Ming Yao's fucking, uh, fucking whack-a-cock massage parlor somewhere in fucking downtown Cleveland. That's right. I never miss a chance to sit on Cleveland. 
Oh, man. No, you're right, because history's on their side right now, the two seasons, where, they, where they've been slow starters, and then all of a sudden they just fucking become a house of fire and shock everybody yeah, but, and beat KC and the Chiefs in real important games and stuff like that and, and be, put themselves in the position to compete for that division. You know, so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah but, man, man, all right. Good stuff, brother. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. How's that? What do you got now? What do you, what do you, you smoking a second one already? Yeah. This one oh. is this. This one is one of the many cigars the that San Giuseppe makes. San Giuseppe. I, I saw the rapper, bro. You, you share that stogie with me uh, many, many times uh, when you yep. were lighting up before we started this show, man. You know, that's how you and I came up with this concept here. Uh, it's, uh, I got, definitely got I to gotta, I gotta go ahead and um, bust one and get one of those because you, you've, uh, you've spoken very highly of San Giuseppe, and I need, I need to get on that, on that stick right there, dude, for real. They got, a, they got a whole bunch of different ones. They got this one in three other sizes. Then they have the Jose Reyes line. They have the oh, first yeah, Jen- right. they have the first Jenkins one. They got the John Daly one, which comes in a, a the long game and the short game. I think they have I think they're in talks with Hall of Famer Larry Walker to do a cigar. Nice. And I think even New Jersey Devil legend Kenny Danico, I think, is even coming out with his own. I'm not too nope. sure on that one, but from what I seen, I think those two are the next ones to come out, and San Giuseppe always puts out a good, a good brand. But yeah, you yeah, know, do me a favor, go ahead, go ahead and shout out uh, South Shore, brother, because tell them where they could find the Stogie. I know they could definitely a lot of the guys are in the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Nearby yeah. Jersey, the, the five boroughs, the metropolitan area, the tri-state area, man. But tell them where they could go out and get themselves a good time there, brother. You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, if you're if you're on Long Island, Suffolk County, you got to go to South Shore Cigar. That's just. That, that's just where it's at. I mean, the two best owners you could possibly deal with, personable. They don't, they, they they don't act like owners. They act like a regular guy walking in there. And and that was the concept when they opened up this place was, you know, we're gonna treat people the way we want to be treated. Because you go nice. to these, you go to these other big name cigar lounges. They got too big for their head, and they expanded from one to a chain, and they just become fucking douchebags. And it's like. I don't, I don't go to those ones because of that. Like, you walk in, and it's like, yeah, what do you want? Ah, we don't have that. Yeah, I'm not getting that. Yeah. How long are you going to be here? Because my regulars are coming, and they need a seat. Like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I'm spending money. And then, and then you want to throw me out? Fucking Absolutely. Suck that one. How, how's it work in New York? I know down here in Florida, and I used to be, like, I used to frequent my main lounges. I think I told you in the last game when I was, you know, when I was, uh, when I lived in Miami, and I was within walking distance of a couple of them, which I, I made my main show. I had, like, two or three that I used to go to. One was for, like, you know, we, these guys used to have poker night, domino night, games on Sunday. And they were the same way, man. You went in there, treated you like family, especially if you were, like, a regular man. Hey, man, oh, this, like, this is good shit that I got for you. Hey, go back go back to the lounge. Man. Here's, here's, one in the, here's one in the house, bro. You, know, you buy one of those. I want you to try this right here. And they will always hook you up with some free stuff, man. So, because it's a great marketing point for me. I would try to be like, damn, this is better than, this, you know, uh, one that I just spent like 15 bucks on, you know what I'm saying? I would go back and end up buying a, you know, a couple more out of that. So that's, that's to me, that's the great, like you said, man, they, they treat people uh, good and respectful. And uh, the fact that they, they mix you in that's that's great, man. That's, that's, that's a great spot, man. That's a great spot, man. Shout out to your boys at South shore, man. Make sure you check them out. If you're in the tri-state area, Long Island, the five boroughs, baby, uh, go hit that over there. So Jim, yep. we are getting, we are here at that time. All right, that time for the top fucking segment, baby. All right, are you ready? Are, are you? Are you? You have them. Uh, are you? Are you loaded? Do you have these? Are, are you ready? 
There we go. Hey. Oh, waiting for this. Douchebag of the week. You're a douchebag. douchebag of the week who is jim's douchebag of the week bro ready before i before i click on the next slide tell him i, oh. I want to like climax this shit everybody's already seen the video last week before the Steeler brown game you can't go on a podcast and wish harm on the opposing team to where you want to see the opposing players get carted off the field as you see this fat fucking garden gnome here is the douchebag. Not only douchebag of the week, he's a douchebag of the year. Listen, I get you're a diehard Browns fan, which I feel bad for you anyway, you know, because you root for a team that's just going to let you down all the time. He probably suffers from premature ejaculation, hasn't seen his dick since like the second grade, and when he takes a piss, he needs a three-quarter ton jack, and jack stands to hold this fucking fat gut up in order to piss in the toilet, which he probably misses and hits the floor anyway, or he just dribbles on his balls. But anyway, he comes out and he's on this on the show. I, I forget the name of the show that they do. Yeah. So he's so so he's like, I want to see Steeler players having to get help getting up, being carted off, and all this other shit. Listen, nobody wants to see injuries in football. I get that this is a big rivalry, and I think it's more of a bigger rivalry with the fan base than it is with the actual teams itself. And mm-hmm. I think it's the same with any rivalry throughout football. It's more the fan base makes the rivalry bigger than the teams themselves personally, but to come out and say that, listen, I bash guys, but I don't wish harm on them. And like after this video came out and then the whole Cooper thing with the groin issue that he, that he had, he well, was he going to play, not going to play as Brown fan goes, Oh yeah, I bet you wish for that. Yeah. Because you know what I'm thinking? Fucking asshole. I, I don't wish for people to get her. I, in my opinion, I rather beat you at your best than at your worst. And, and, and my and my humblest of opinions. And and this guy is just the definition of a true douchebag. He just tr- truly is. And, and not, only, not only that, but his co-host is sitting there and he's like shying away. He's like, ain't claiming this guy. Nope, nope, nope. I want no parts of this. And, and, and oh, shit. And this is the same guy as my chair breaks for some reason. And this is the same guy who made, I mean, I make my jokes about Watson, but I don't do it with a woman in the room. He did it with that Aditi whatever broad uh, that covers the Browns now. So classless. Look at him. Look at him. He's got like he's got more chins than a Chinese phone book. That's <laughs> one. I, I, he 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 just reeks of douchebag. He just reeks of it. Oh. So he, he this, let me quote him. Ready? This is what he said in his whatever morning show, whatever the fuck it is. What is it? Uh. Adam the Bull. How do you pronounce his last name? Gestern Haber? I'm just going to call Adam the Bull asshole. This is what he said, right? I'm going to quote the line. that I I want to see the Steelers. I I want to see Steeler players. I know some people are going to cringe when I say this. I don't give you, I don't give you, you know what. I don't give a you know what. I need Steelers players to leave the game and need help to get off the field. Make them all cringe faces. All the cringe phrases you want. I don't want anyone permanently disabled or hurt or permanently, but kick their behind. So with that being said, here comes a fucking injury to one of his players who's going to probably end the damn career of Nick Chubb. While this guy's wishing 
Other players from the opposite team, the Steelers, that is, to get Carter the F out. Carter's yeah. a bitch, bro. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, it, it sucks that it happened in Nick Chubb. It yeah. absolutely sucks. They're, they're, they're fucking sold. They're, they're heart and soul of that team. The identity yeah. of the Browns is not Deshaun Watson. It wasn't even Baker when Baker was getting all the hype. This dude, if you're locally in, in Cleveland, Chubb is your identity, is the identity of the Browns. And is their heart and fucking soul. And this piece of shit right here wished the worst karma on any. Uh, on, uh, he just got the worst karma on a, on his own team. And this douchebag, yeah. like you said, should be really regretting it. Yeah. And you probably. Already and shit, but, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't care. His apology yeah. fucking shit to me because it's fucking days late anyway. But. See, th- see, the thing with Cleveland is this. He's the heart and soul of the team. He's the reason. He, he's the the scheme of the offense. Mm-hmm. But what really kind of kept them in that game is their their defense. I mean, Miles Garrett is. Listen, I hate the Browns, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Miles Garrett is a freak of nature. He's an he's, Denzel, he's nasty, but he's good. Denzel Ward is great in the secondary. Uh, Del Pitt's good in the secondary. I mean, he had a. I mean, he, he had an interception. He actually should have took to the house, and he didn't. But, you know, again, there's no room for a guy like this to wish harm on anybody else. I mean, we all do podcasts, and none of us ever wish harm on the other team. I mean, you could be the biggest asshole on earth and still have some common sense. This guy not only is the biggest asshole on earth, but has no common sense. And not only that, he's the byproduct of of an inbred relationship. I mean, look at him. Yeah. Look at him. His dad is his uncle and his cousin and his godfather all rolled into one person. To think that's the sperm that won the race to the fallopian tube. This is what came out of it. It was a defective uh, sperm. It was it was the little engine that could that slipped in there, and the other guys tripped on their way to the fucking fallopian tube. I mean, it, 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 it's bad. I mean, again, karma's a bitch, bro. Car, karma, and it's not an Italian guy from fucking Brooklyn, all right? It's not Carmine. It's fucking karma that fucked this whole team up right here. Yeah. I, I, dude, you just don't say that. I mean, you you're wishing harm upon a whole freaking squad. You want people getting carted off, and your best player. Gets carted off, man. Um, and not, only that, not only that, but then here's what happens after the fact. So because a guy like this says this, you now prompt this to happen. So after the hit, you know, everybody on Twitter, you know, hope yeah. Nick Chubb, K, blah, blah, yeah. you, know, oh, oh, you know, the whole Steeler Nation fan base, you know, uh, you hate to see it happen to such a great player, blah, blah, blah. And then you got these Browns fans just chiming in. I hope Minka dies. You know what? There's yeah. no room for you either, you little keyboard warrior troll fucks. I, because you wouldn't be saying it if you were in a room with Steeler fans because you know what would happen. You'd be getting your fucking jaw rocked off. It'd be fucking 50 yards that way. Okay? Like, it would just be that way. That's where it would be. It's, it, Browns fans are very tough on Twitter. Love to see them on the street. Love to see them because they probably shit their pants. They'd run away like a bunch of little fucking schoolgirls that they are. They tuck their balls in, go hide, and go run to mommy because they all probably still live at home with their mommies. And going, oh, that Steeler fan down the block's going to kick my ass. Yeah, that's right. We are going to kick your fucking ass. We kicked your ass on the field. We kicked your ass on Twitter. And we've been kicking your ass for 30-plus years. It, you, you, your franchise is such a joke that they, took the, that they took the Browns away once and made the Baltimore Ravens, who have been more successful than you in their short time being in the NFL. They then bring Cleveland back, and you squander that second chance. Just take the Browns out of the NFL. They don't even belong in the XFL. 
that's how bad they are. That's just how bad they are at this point. Dude, uh, yeah, hey, perfect fucking candidate to blast off this show into the into the archives with uh, Jim's douchebag of the week and. Listen, dude, I don't, I don't want to sound like a dick here, but, I mean, this guy fits all the damn, uh, all the boxes for Jim, Jim Douchebag of the Week, bro. Looks, intelligency, I mean, intelligent, and whatever the case may be, that's what this guy is. It checks all of them, bro. I mean, perfect, perfect Douchebag of the Week, man. Fucking look at him. Fucking troll. I think he's got a sausage stuck in that fifth chin. But yeah, you're right. This whole thing, this guy should go start over. This guy needs lipo quick. He yeah. fucking looks like that guy, Ed No Neck from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> it should be like, what is it? What is that called? The Biggest Loser? Where you, you need to go out there and truck and lose all that weight? That's this guy right here. No knock against fat people. He, fucking... he'd be the only guy that he would be, he, he would be on The Biggest Loser and would come out bigger than he did when he came in. This guy should hook up with, uh, uh, what is it, Honey Boo Boo's mother? You know what I'm saying? They make probably a perfect pair. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, perfect. A fucking guy who sp spews out bullshit and Honey Boo Boo's mom who snorts coke. Yeah, great fucking combination. Now, I can only imagine the byproduct that would come out of that dirty foch. Oh, man. For those who don't know, foch is a vagina. <laughs> Listen, I would hate to be this guy's housekeeper or his wife, man, cleaning the bathrooms every day from all the fucking piss stains all over the fucking toilet or on the floor. Probably smells like pure fucking piss. When you step into his house, if you ever go watch a game at his house, hey, can I use your bathroom? And you go in there, you probably throw up from the from the stench from all the miss pissed, you know, all the miss shots, man, on the on the on that and, toilet and from this guy right here. And his underwear matches the fucking Browns jersey too. Yeah, that's true. But this guy has more fucking. Uh, he has more streaks than the fucking Daytona 500 in his fucking underwear, bro. That's 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 probably where we're at right now. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh my man. God, I hate this. That, that's, how we, that's how we close the fucking show, bro. I mean, that's why this segment is the one I look forward to the most every time we get together, man. I mean, you you, you usually tell me who you want to bash, and I, I I take, like, pure enjoyment of trying to find something that I can put on screen so you could compliment <laughs> your uh, your douchebagginess uh, uh, bashing here or, or, or selection uh, uh, for the show, man. So, sometimes man. it's hard to pick a douchebag, yeah. but this one was just clear cut easy. I, I was, oh, you, you know what's funny is that is that, uh, this guy work where he goes, so who's going to be a douchebag of the week? And I go, well, you're going to have to watch and stay tuned and find out. There you go. So man. Hopefully he managed to, an older guy, so hopefully he managed to find in his new phone how to access YouTube and then search the Average Show Sports Podcast YouTube channel. So I showed him which one it is. So okay. if you still can't find it, you're fucking blind. It's not that hard to find a guy that's drawn in cartoon character form, and then there's my mug next to it for this show. Yeah, very <laughs> simple, on. bro. When we tweet, you and I retweet this. We announce this show a lot, especially the week that we're going to do this. I mean, look, the link tree yeah. is right there. Click on the link tree. You're going to have a choice of the platforms where you're going to see this live, right, and then watch the replay because, you know, the audio goes in usually after you and I finish this. Uh, oh, my mine goes like usually yeah. the next day and I send it to you and then you put it on yours usually the following day after that. So two days goes in your platform audio wise, but there's nothing like watching it on the video or watching it live because it's like complete reaction live. No bullshit. There is no preparation. 
it's pure God-giving talent and uh, love and freestyle on the top of the dome, baby. This guy right here fucking serves yep. it. Deserves to get an ass whooping. You know, or, or you know what this guy needs, bro? You know, you know what we should do? Get in the back of a pickup truck, right, with a with a fucking fishing pole and a donor attached to it and, like, just fish it off him so you could just follow it, right, and running behind the damn truck. Uh, that's probably, that would be some good entertainment. But maybe we should need to reach out to him. We just start fucking with these people, bro. We need, we really need oh. to. So maybe we'll get some. Maybe they'll reach out to us and be like, "Yo, F you, man." I was like, "Yo, come I, on the show, bro. Go, do all your back. Yeah, you're more than welcome." I I honestly I wish I could. I've been trying to find his Twitter handle because if I'll, I'll message him and be like, "Listen, you you want to talk that shit? Come on." I don't think this dude's on. on Twitter. Come on the show. No, we gotta find talk him. It to we gotta find. You know what? Let's we should tag him. Let me clip this. Let me find them. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do a short just on this particular part of it, and uh, we're gonna tag his ass. That's what we need to do. That's what we're gonna <laughs> fucking. That's it. That's exactly what I'm gonna do, man. I gotta put that on my to do list, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, when I do my shorties and retweet this again, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this clip on there. Tag his ass. Yeah, he, he's, he's gonna see this. He's gonna definitely. We gotta find. We gotta find this Twitter handle, bro. We got to find his Twitter handle. I, I'll share the short with you so you can see if you can find his Instagram handle because I know you do Instagram as well. So, Yeah. Oh, we're going to find this fat fuck. Oh, we're going to find him. Oh, the battle of Jim from Van Fan in the Van versus fucking Adam the Bull. It's a, it, it, it's almost like a, a WrestleMania match moment I mean, if, if this can happen. Adam the Bull. A Bull is somebody that's strong and fucking fit, dude. This guy's more like Adam the fucking Boulder. You know what I'm saying, dude? It's like, get out of here, bro. He's round like a fucking cream puff. He's like the marshmallow cream puff, man. You know what I'm saying, dude? The fuck out of here. The Bull? Hey, dude, bull, Bulls are fucking tough, and they're they're fit, and, you know, they, they'll run through a wall, and they fucking kill you. Dude, this guy doesn't, re he doesn't resemble anything of a freaking Bull, man. Come on. He, re he reminds me of... He reminds me of Mike Wazowski from Monsters <laughs> Inc., except with two eyes. That's true. <laughs> that's that's true. Reminds me of and about five hundred and fifty metric tons heavier. That's true. At least Mike Wazowski doesn't fucking wish ill uh, on other people. You know what I'm saying? So, no, that he doesn't. He's a nice little green one-eyed guy who walks around and doesn't yeah, even want to start kids. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a, a little nerd. Goblin type guy. I'd be friends uh, with Mike Wazowski. Yeah, man, you know, Mike Wazowski can produce this show. He could be in the background giving us fucking stats and shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Brother, hey, man, we do, we, you know, this week I made it a little shorter, see if we could crack it under like an hour and a half, man, but it's just too much, way too much content, man, that we get out of these damn segments, man. So oh, this is for the, we're for the people, bro. Yo, this is for your enjoyment, right? Yep. They should be entertained. Aren't you entertained? Click like on the fucking video if you were entertained and comment, all right? Brother, where can they find you, man? Let's blast off. Let's close this puppy out. Tell them where they can find you, Mom. Jim. You can find me on uh, mainly Twitter, Fan in a Van Podcast. Um, on Instagram, it's Jplot, I think, 1382 or 1982. But that's more for, like, the cigar aspect. But I do also promote the show on there as well as Steel and Teal and my own show. So, But Twitter is your, Twitter's your best bet. But before warned, you send me a stupid message. It's either getting ignored, or if it's something that may intrigue me, the gloves will come off. I will respond. You will not like it. I can promise you that. There you go. That's, just that's it, man. That's it. Uh, typical gym fashion, brother. There's no, there's nothing but bluntness. Uh, no fucking pussyfooting around. 
Nothing PC. Nope. Tell it like it is. It is what it is. It's my favorite fucking saying when it comes to uh, the douchebag of the week. Yep. All right, guys. Listen, this is all we got today. Another great episode. Thank you for everybody that tuned in live for everywhere that's going to hear this when we put it on audio on any other platform. Check out the link tree. Uh, Jim is going to have also the audio on his own. He's going to share it himself. So uh, thank you for watching again. Again, find me on Joe's underscore talk on Twitter. Uh, again, through there, you can just go hit the link tree and you're going to find all the spots where you could hear this, watch it. Again, we're live on Rumble, Twitter, and YouTube. And again, bro, don't miss the next one. Click on the previous ones. But this is our third episode and uh, you're not going to be disappointed. That you Man, fucking more. <laughs> always real, brother. Thank you for yep. coming on. We're going to do this again and again and again. More shit's going to pop off. Uh, and trust me, there's going to be, as NBA season takes on, there's going to be a lot of storylines where we're going to keep a G, man. I mean, again, we are all about giving you the hottest and trending topics in sports every time me and my guy over here jump on cigars and sports. That we are. Keep that it a G, we baby. Are. Thank oh, you yeah. for listening. Thank you for watching. Your boy E-Man from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast alongside my boy. Jim from Fan in the Van. And we are signing out. Peace. Peace.